We are back after a long, a long break. Plutocracy Now has returned. Sabbatical. Hiatus. To the basement. This is the State of the Union. Plutocracy Now. What's the date? July 28th, 2017. Yeah, you so it's been. It. Yep. So it's been almost exactly one year since. It's been a, almost one year since we last met, but it's about exactly one year since the 2016 primary happened and uh, about one year since Donald Trump got elected. On, uh, what was it, July 25th, 2016? Sounds about right. How has it been a year since we... Why would that have happened when the election is clearly in November? I'm glad you asked, Brian. I don't know, why do you think? Why, why do you think, <laughs> Joey? Wait, you July said six 25th, months, right? 2016. Why on July 25th, 2016 did Does Donald Trump win the election? Does that mean anything He knew it to too. Um, I don't think he really because knew Because Hillary no. Clinton assumed the Democratic nomination. Uh, I mean, Joey's acting like he doesn't know uh, what happened. Joey's uh, acting like he doesn't know what happened. Uh, so, Joey, what do you think happened last year? All the shit we talked, all the arguments we had, I couldn't even listen to him, man. It broke my heart, so I can't even go back and listen to talk shit on all the individual things you said. But, dude, the most, qualified, the most yeah. qualified candidate in history with a great, solid resume. How did she lose to this reality star, rich kid buffoon? I know. How did that happen, bro, uh, yeah. Joey? I, I mean, I think it's really uh, disappointing, but it happened. Why did the Democrats? Is there make anything a the Democratic Party could have done to avoid this? <laughs> did, the, did the Democratic Party blame? nominate the wrong? The Democrats, candidate? the Russians. Yeah, uh, yeah, Hillary for real. I don't really Lay blame anyone blame. in particular. I just, I just uh, see it as a tragic. This is cop out, event. Joey. Don't cop out now, man. The You're Joey. always so good at debating. You got to. Yeah. <laughs> well, Do you I mean, don't throw the Democratic the who Party. Should I, who should I blame? I mean, who? Hillary for one. For I mean, a lot of for people. What? A lot of people. For being like for having ambition when she knows what's at stake. For too long. When Ooh, she knows what's at stake. Game strong. <laughs> what What did he say? Sorry, I was talking over <laughs> you. No, I, I, it's the problem with Hillary Clinton that she had been in Washington D.C. too long. She was too experienced. People had seen too Hillary much Clinton of her. And that she run was too an many unlike times. person, and yeah. the Democratic Party was more concerned about making history than winning an election. That was, that even was, that even on problem. that, in in the past when she when she ran in two thousand eight, she had a favorability rating that broke even. So yeah. why why that wasn't the she case? She still lost this in two thousand eight. She lost is, in two thousand eight though. Did yeah. she not? Uh, Bill I, well, actually, she won the popular vote over Obama, but he won the delegates, so he got the nomination. I mean, otherwise, You're I think she would have been Donald president. Trump. Uh, <laughs> the Donald Trump in two thousand eight. I mean, no, like it, it, it's you know, I think that the primary system should be changed, but you know, she well, clearly won more Well, here's my question votes. to you: Do you think the Democratic Party and nobody nobody fussed Joey? about it? By the way, if I may say so, nobody said the nomination was stolen from Hillary when that happened. For a week, they did. It was like a big. <laughs> it was a big. <laughs> week. For some reason, and until Hillary said she accepted it it was they were ready to go for hillary or bust for some reason i don't remember that i don't know you wouldn't i mean i remember it vividly do you guys remember that like that moment before hillary actually uh congratulated obama and 2008 i was a hardcore anarchist i don't remember any i don't know about politics i voted for obama and that was about it i was i was anarchist as shit you're lucky i voted for obama i remember the moment when the great John Lewis, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, <laughs> stated that he would support Barack Hussein Obama instead of Hillary Clinton. And it was a big deal. You guys doing this? It was. It was really, really a big deal in the uh, world. So, so a, uh, oh, were you gonna sneak in one? Yeah. But, but Joey, my question was: I think this is the third time I've asked. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I should the Democratic Party nominate the wrong candidate? Should the Democratic, with the benefit yeah. of hindsight? Yeah. No. Uh, 
with the benefit of hindsight, other other people should have run. Basically, do you admit that um, Bernie Sanders would have won? Oh, oh yeah, no, he would have he would have won the presidency. Okay, all right, thank you. I mean, it's not right. it's not much and of a consolation prize, considering. So you don't blame the Russians? Uh, <laughs> no, not really. Because you're really smart, Joey. You really like you don't take like the cop out excuses. You like really analytical. Yeah, and you look at well, things. You know, it's kind of hard for me to disagree when you're saying so many good things about me. But yeah, I don't think it was the Russians that pushed it over the edge. I personally think it has more to do with the fact that I mean, it shouldn't have been close to begin with. Places that she shouldn't have ignored. She should have. She she should have not lost the same precincts that Obama won, and that is the campaign's fault. But I can't speak to if it's her fault specifically. Uh, Maybe you didn't say specifically, did you? Specific. Thank you. Specifically, thank you. Don't be ghetto here, right here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Brian can't handle that shit. <laughs> Not today. But yeah, I mean, like she should have went to Michigan. She should have went to Western yeah. Pennsylvania. I mean, these. Th- this is what this she had already. And if she just went off there, of her is... box, like, okay, we're good. We have yeah. it. I don't have to spend time or energy in these places. Yeah, and I don't really see that as being yeah, the issue. I don't know. She, so you think she could have just gone to places and it'd been like I magic wands? Hillary and her magic wands. They spent more yeah, money she and paid more attention that. in Georgia than they did in Michigan. Yeah, which that, that, that's, at the same that's time, irresponsible. The national I mean, party. I, I would have done the same thing. The data said that she had some small chance of winning Georgia. The idea that she was going to lose Michigan would have required that everybody who said that they were undecided vote for Trump, and then that happened. <laughs> no, you got to also understand that Michigan was a very hotly contested state during the primary. And given everything so? that happened during the primary, there should have been more attention. I worked on the campaign. So, you know, you know, it's not like I'm somebody who was on the outside looking in saying, I was there and I seen on the ground the day-to-day operations of the campaign and in hindsight what should have happened. And they literally paid more attention to the South than they did the Rust Belt, which was, I think, like a tremendous mistake. So could you tell me, wasn't New York competitive when they went there? It wasn't as competitive in Michigan. Like, like if you, ask, just, if you ask him, he's, he's going to tell you Bernie really won Michigan. Well, uh, nobody sure, can say that I mean, about I, New York. I just mean to say that just because a state is competitive in the primaries like New York doesn't mean that, okay, now it's going to be competitive. Okay, but then you the take the turn around and then you look at the, the, the map and you see that the same precincts and counties that Bernie Sanders won in the primary are exactly the same precincts and counties that went to Donald Trump in general. Yeah, no, that, I, I, I think that that says something. That's, that does say something. I mean, that says that... I mean, what is the... Say- I mean... It's plutocracy. It always comes back to plutocracy, man. If we learned anything like five years or whatever doing this thing, like it always comes back to plutocracy, man. That's why everybody's so cynical. And if you look at who were who like Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton were the greatest, you know, distillation of our plutocracy into two people that you know there could possibly be. Really? Yeah. Are you I disagree with that? Who no, else? Name, name one person strong. who would be as emblematic of our plutocracy as either one of them. Someone I mean, who actually Schumer. donates, Chuck Schumer, no. or, or, or or somebody. But, I mean, Trump donated. Like if you could, Trump if you donated even to Hillary. Like Sheldon hey. Adelson to run on the Democratic ticket. I feel like that would be like Say the ultimate. If you could get Sheldon Adelson to run on the Democratic ticket somehow, convince him to run as a Democrat. The, I, feel like I think you're that, giving Donald Trump too much be, credit. I think you, well, I think you are giving him way too much credit. Compared maybe him maybe to, Trump loses a 2020 primary to uh, the younger cock brother or coke brother. Cock brother? 
So I, I was I was trying to decide between Koch and. But you're, co- you're comparing Donald Trump to other billionaires. <laughs> I went for both. And you know Donald Trump isn't just a billionaire. He's like literally a cultural icon. Uh, you have to understand. Like my kids knew who Donald Trump was before he was president because of Home Alone and Little Rascals. This is and like rappers. And, and he's it's rappers. He's somebody who has been, entertaining as hell. He's been somebody who's been <laughs> ingrained into. Uh. The culture and the psyche of Americans, like since good. the eighties. And sure, look, we're looking at we're looking at the same arguments about Oprah. If Oprah runs, are you going to say that's, that's a better that's of a blue, better comparison? Shit, I think Oprah would be the Donald Trump of the left. Okay, then you and me agree. I, I, th- I think yeah, I think Scott, she's, you're wrong. I think that uh, I think that he is that more would, of a media figure. Than a businessman, certainly. Yeah, but he's never been part- good at. He's, he's, you can't say that. that. Like if before Donald Trump was president, if I asked you who are the great American businessmen of today, you would say Warren Buffett, yeah. uh, Steve Jobs. You wouldn't yeah. say Donald Trump, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's yeah. like, man, he worked real hard as a sperm to like make it. <laughs> he's like, yo, this is the rich one. I gotta. I'm getting ahead of all these other motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm getting the. I'm inheriting this 200 million. <laughs> like, give me that company. I want a father that's gonna give me some million dollar loans. With this small, <laughs> small million dollar loans. And I, and I, and, and, and I, was, I, I should say, I mean, a lot of people like to say it's sexism and racism and all these other isms, but I really think it was really just economics. And like, like Scott even said this a year, a year plus ago, that it, this is gonna be a populist win. I and told you, I called the populist, the populist is, is going to win this the election. The populist is going to, and Donald I Trump just that. happened, and he knew that too. Donald Trump pretends to be a lot stupider than he is. And look at him, he's such a populist. Yeah. Look at the way he uses Twitter, man. Yeah. No, he's like, fuck, fuck he's... the mainstream media. He just bypasses them, and the mainstream media chases his tweets. He, buy, this isn't even he, ma- gets, he, he bypasses like regular sub- policy procedure, and oh, people yeah. actually take his tweets as policy. And even what's been like, going on this week, it is... protesting a tweet. I mean, it's, it's the yeah. Apprentice White House edition yeah. right now. Because yeah, it's like, like what's no, going on? there's no power behind a tweet. But yeah, so there's, there's a lot I disagree with there. That if the media is going to pay attention to it. He knows the left is going to get riled up. And all it does, it's just... It's just but the way he face. says things, he doesn't say things that are like... He, he says things that could be like a, a slip of the, you know, a slip of the tongue that, then, that just sound kind of stupid. But that, you know, if the left hears him, they'll be like, racist, but then his supporters will hear him and be like, well, it's not like he's, you know, being too overtly racist. The left is kind of overreacting here. And mm-hmm. they're like, that he plays that game, and the left plays right into it too much. The media plays right into it, of course. He knows the but, American people better than almost any damn body. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he knows them better than them. And I mean, you, gotta, you can't act like the media is, like, the media is a huge part of plutocracy in the United States. And that's why, especially Donald Trump, like, he's so in tune with the media and a part of the media and a creation of the media he won because of the billion dollars of free media he got he won because you know news corporations and you know they, they, they're trying to get ratings and he's that's an what he does he's an entertainer so you know even still they still do it. he's still entertaining they still do it like he's, he automatically like every speech he makes anytime that trump is going to speak in public it's like breaking news trump just pissed off the boy scout <laughs> I mean, hey, it's like it's, Trump had 10,000 like Boy Scouts like we're, oh, we're living in the in the reality TV show yeah. now. It's like the apprentice and this week uh previous got cut, last week spicy got cut. Who's going to yeah. get cut next week? It's like literally we're fired. it's like and, and we're all watching, we're all tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> but I that all makes it show. sound like bad bad news. And I agree the Trump presidency is horrible. 
But I do take some comfort in seeing his approval ratings kind of steadily slip, go down. I take uh, great joy in seeing the Republican health care proposals go down. Who else is? They're bad but policy. here's the problem, though. We, we're in a two-party system, and who else's popularity ratings are going down? All right, check this out. Democratic Party. You know what the problem mm. is? Mm. Republican, like, this is like we're at a crucial point in our country because mm. Democrats can't get elected and Republicans can't fucking govern. <laughs> it's like, so we're like stuck in a perpetual cycle where it's like, like everybody knew John Ossoff was going to Well, win. why? Everybody just, it was, this was it. This was the, the big fuck you to Trump. Well, why can't, why can't Democrats win right now? I mean, Bernie Sanders is not kind of a Democrat, not really a Democrat, but he's the most popular guy. The most why popular politician Democrats, in America, the most popular politician in the world. But the Democratic Party, you know, one of his strong surrogates, Nina Turner, showed up on the anniversary of, you know, his his loss in the, uh, you know, at the DNC last year. It was what two days ago now. She showed up at the DNC headquarters to deliver the People's Platform, which is I think our revolution and some other groups maybe kind of came up with, which is some kind this of was basic, from the basic progressive stuff. Was it from the People's Summit? Is this what kind of, I mean, you were there. I don't. I know. mean, it's all kind of related. I mean, our revolution was part of the People's Summit, and I, like I think People's Platform was something our revolution did, and but so they delivered it. And they had barricades there, wouldn't take the, wouldn't take the <coughs> petitions. They had like 100,000, 140,000 signatures. Like the Democratic Party wouldn't even take it. It's like, dude, this is the platform that's going to let you win. And you're, you're putting barricades at the front doors. You know, there's 100 people, not even 100 people yeah, there. It's like the Democratic Party. Treating them like they're they, barbarians they, at they the gates. No lessons if, uh, <laughs> they learn no lessons. They learn no lessons. Look shit. at the DNC winter meeting. I mean, I mean, if anything, just uh, making uh, Keith Ellison DNC chair would have been a that would have been a branch. We could have brought progressive wing of the party. Could have brought, brought everybody back together on the same page, the same fault. And, and he gets it. You look at. Are you <clears> just saying that because he's black? No, nah, I'm just saying that. Well, Tom Perez hasn't done really shit. I mean, yeah, yeah. And let's let's be real. I had like, more, I had like high, what was had, the reasoning and I the justification? Be better, and if you look at the skill set, if you look at the skill set of a Tom Perez and a Keith Ellison, Keith Ellison on paper is a better DNC chair. I mean, it was because it came down to the progressive versus the establishment that the establishment couldn't let it happen. Well, why did Obama think it was wise for the Repub or for the Democrats to select Tom Perez over Keith Ellison? Like, yeah, what is a lot that of other things going on at the same time. This was the Clintons trying to hold on to that last little piece of power, and then they found out. That's when people realized the Clintons were totally irrelevant because that guy he didn't even get anywhere close to like the third. Um, it was like the guy from South Carolina, Jamie something. He's but, like the chair. I mean, the, uh, he was also running for DNC chair. Yeah, he was running for uh, for chair of DNC. He's the the head of the South Carolina Democratic Party. He's huh. like the chair of the Democratic. And that Party. was the Clinton. That was yeah. The, that's what the Clintons put uh, uh, back. Huh. Yeah, and you know, the Is, Obamas really got like they have stolen like the power and the inner side back workings from the Clintons. Like the Obamas are now have the place that the Clintons uh, used to have okay. for 20 years in this country. By the way, is Clinton yeah. going to run in 2020? Why would she do that? Mm, I don't know. I don't think she can. I think uh, she, would you support her if she ran in 2020 or do you want new blood? I'd support her if she ran in, what is it, 2017? She ran for like New York mayor. I'd support her. <laughs> 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 But, here, but here's the thing about, about so, Keith Ellison. I mean, or, no. I don't even want to hear Tom about that. Press? I'm curious of what you think the Democratic Party can do to win. 
Like, they don't know... Well, you guys just said a whole bunch of stuff that I, I wanted okay, to respond yeah, yeah, to. First, fine. first thing I wanted to get, get at is, is Tom Perez. Mm -hmm. And the, I, first of all, I don't think that the Obamas have been trying to pull strings right. to, to get him into significant positions. I think mm -hmm. that they've been on vacation. And Tom Perez... So just ignore whatever's my, reported in the news media? I mean, my is, is that something that's being reported? I mean, no, I mean, what I remember but that's what the appearances are. This is what I don't get. Like, yeah, you think because, the Obama's on Obama vacation, is... vacation, but at this whole, at the, the same time, they're building like this big ass. COVID, they're building their own machine, their own. Like, Why is he on vacation? Not, with he's Obama. on vacation with some billionaires. Sure. Yeah, but, look who's but, on vacation I mean, with. <laughs> and what he's built? He's building uh, the library. His political right? legs. Yeah. yeah, right. And I, and, I, and I think that he is like <laughs> actually trying to work do? with Eric Holder on the gentrification, mm -hmm. or not gentrification, gerrymandering. Gerrymandering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. He said gentrification. <laughs> That'd yeah. be something. Not, maybe maybe one day. Yeah, That'd you be real controversial. But yeah. But the, but he, on Tom Perez. <laughs> He was a labor secretary who people said did a really good job, and people were looking at him as a potential VP pick, right? As a labor secretary and VP. But what I'm saying is, what? Why does those? Why does that translate into being a good organizer on the it's ground? It's totally different. Yeah. Like, why does Compared that to Keith Ellison, who, who is a is, House representative. Uh, he's not just a House it, representative. Yeah, no, dude, for real. <laughs> he's actually like a union organizer. Not to mention, do you, do you recognize the split that happened last year in the Democratic Party? I don't know. Yeah. See, I'm worried 2018 is going to be a bloodbath no matter what because of so many people the Democratic Party lost that they shit on. that They've relied on their votes consistently, at least in general elections, for the past you know decade or so. But they don't realize that they lost them because they're so out of touch with these people. And like I see them, and like people who, you know, Bernie supporters who voted Democrat forever and are like now sounding like Republicans. I'm worried they're gonna vote Republican. I'm like, they're so done with the party. You know, they're treating it like it's some kind of personal thing. And like I'm trying to, I'm trying to make them realize like I the party I, is the I, vessel. I'm we, more like, concerned about people who are just like. Fuck it all together and just don't want to. There is, anymore. there's a lot that's of sentences. It's like, that's like Dude, the this most is growing what? portion of a population is people who. They uh, think that vote doesn't matter. Dude, well, you, yeah, well, you no, this to is, talk about Scott in front of his face. This is, no, this is real though. This is like, I, I realized that too, like, that, you know, maybe Bernie was our last chance, like I said, all the last two fucking years before this shit happened. But anyway, we'll ignore all so that. I just want to give a shout out to uh, the, uh, the plutocrat Haim Saban. Uh, he is a top uh, Democratic donor. Uh, he is a kind of one-issue voter. Uh, his one issue is essentially pro-Israel political efforts. And uh, he kind of wanted to veto the whole Keith Ellison idea. Mm -hmm. I do wonder how much like this billionaire plutocrat uh, that, that, that has a lot to do with it. It was basically, um, what was OJ's lawyer, the guy who runs LegalZoom? What's his damn name? Um, no idea. I can look it up. I don't okay. know. Keep going. Alan Dershowitz. Oh, yeah. Alan Dershowitz. Harvard Dershowitz. professor. Yeah, a Harvard professor. Harvard Alan Law Dershowitz. Professor. Yeah. He wrote a letter to the DNC saying that if you all choose Ellison, that we're going to just take all our money and we're not going to contribute to <clears> Because <throat> he was worried he's not going to toe the line on Israel. <clears throat> but it's not true. And as DNC chair, it's like, what does it fucking matter? Honestly, a lot of the shit they complained about, Kel Ellison about, like, yeah, wasn't the, relevant like, to being DNC no, chair. Like, as DNC chair, you have no he was, authority over Israeli-U.S. policy. He's inspirational. Any... I mean, they had the winter meeting. They had the elections here in Atlanta. I was there volunteering for Ellison almost every day, and he showed up, you know, the last night, you know, before the election for DNC chair. Nice open bar. You know, everybody's chilling. Awesome people. There. He comes out in blue jeans 
and just like, you know, they a normal Hennessey. button up shirt. Let me just stop. He was so down to earth. They had Hennessy, Hennessy at the bar. <laughs> Keith Ellison. <laughs> he had Hennessy at the bar. Was like, he did. And I'm actually, I actually saw people who said that that was the deciding <laughs> I swayed my. I swear, like the Hennessy was, was swayed. Were they African American? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, it, they were African American and they were like, oh my God, he has Hennessy. But here's the thing, like, I, no, but going back to before Brian interrupted, like, cynicism, dude, that's, like, how, the, that's Democrats' number one problem. I mean, I, and I've been worried about it. Here's what, so, knocking on doors since Trump got elected, especially, and knocking on doors for Khalid in South Fulton, and uh, who else, for John Ossoff. John Ossoff. I've been running This guy. Into, I've been. This guy. He got oh up God. every day. He, like, swallowed Look, his I'm gonna pride. I'm going to edit that out. I'm going to edit that out. He, I did swallow my pride. He for, swallowed his pride. You know how much I swallowed for John, and then yes. John fucked it up? I told him one thing. I talked to him. When he came in person, weeks before the election, I was like, you know, where are you going to feed dividend carbon tax? And he looked at me blankly, and then it was like, you know, ah, oh, you know, you know, we'll talk about it or something. And like, I was like, I was like, what, what does that mean? And like, he just kind of walked away. I was like, no, for real, though, we got to talk about it. I was like, I was like, for real, like, you know, like legit, and, I'm knocking on doors so, for you. You know, I, so you, you know, I re I tried to, I tried to reach out to him and be like, dude, let's really talk about it. But uh, knocking on doors though, what weird thing is a lot of independents, people and independents who said they were voting for Karen Handel would say, I would, you know, I would lead it to climate a lot of the time. Cause you know me, I'm at a doors and I'd be like, well, here's, you know, ask me why I support John. Well, he's going to be better on climate. I can tell you that. And then people will talk and be concerned about the climate independents who were planning on voting yeah. for Handel. And I talked to him about the environment and be like, look, this is kind of like, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of these people are like, kids it. and stuff. And I'm I, like, look, think about the future you're leaving here. My, I have some issues. If they would have pushed that issue more, I swear, that they could have you know, kind of made climate a wedge issue. My biggest issue, okay. I think. Because they're I all educated have, in the 6th District. They're all educated people. And just know? to be clear, you're saying that if he had been different, if he had changed his stance on the carbon tax, I think if he would have got progressive on, a like... a congressman right now. I don't no, think I'm that was saying, the implication. No, I but think I, that I, was I would say you some other yeah. things, some other, a lot of other problematic things. Not just the carbon tax. Uh, okay. I mean, it's easy to say. Okay, but if he okay. would have pushed that as more of a wedge myself, issue. Because it's an educated district, but it's Republican. My, myself... I talked John with... Jackson. I talked with a 90-year-old Republican. Michelle Sanchez-Jones. A lot of other... People of color who mm. worked on that campaign mm. and knocked Gabe on Shippie, doors Alexa every, Vaca. Every, every day. Alexa Vaca, uh, it's a it's a lot Daniel of us, Hilton, a lot of Drew us that, that we Dude, went out there oh my every God, day. The list goes on, man. I got I got the police calling whole, me, if not every day, every other day. Really? Uh, How many times? Um, probably every day I went she out there crazy. except one. Right. But uh, one guy got a gun pulled on him. Yep. And dude, he's the calmest dude too, because I drove him around a little while before that happened, and like he was just so calm, and like yeah. he was like he's like a black kid, like a student, and like he's just you know, he was just super calm, and I was just like, wait a minute, you're the one who got the gun pulled on him? Like <laughs> of all the people here, how did they pull a gun on you? They never, <laughs> they never <laughs> nobody was ever pulling a gun on me. Because they just think like, they're stressed. They must have been too scared. Everyone else, they're like, this guy, I can take him. I'm pulling my gun out on this guy. You know, I got a lot of people fighting with their dog and shit, but. So my thing, my thing about this, the problem that the campaign didn't do, they allowed this to continue to continue to happen. That guy, he didn't go. He, after he got the gun put on him, he didn't. He he didn't last much longer after that. But uh, the campaign did then, not reach out to local police to say leave our people alone, or else we will file some type of grievance. I think the police. They didn't, no, they did. I mean, they said that they they talked to they the police and they yeah they, they did. didn't. They didn't. They didn't do anything substantial, and they wanted. I mean, they wanted to keep it out the media. They didn't want anybody to find out. Well, about yeah, it. that's true. Yeah, but they, they talked with police, but they didn't talk with the media. They didn't want to make it a deal. They didn't want to. It didn't also, at the same time, it was like, it continued to happen. There was no, 
Like you could clearly see people mm-hmm. with giant Ossoff shirts on. You know, it was a do form you, of political intimidation. It was. Do you, you feel, feel like? Was. Do you feel like the Cobb County police or Marietta police, whoever it was, actually preferred? Yes. Yeah, the I, I think they deliberately. I mean, that would be also, a really I, I, serious. I, I, I mean, it's not something it's I'm really making up. I mean, this is like there's a there's a paper trail to follow. If you look at reports filed, uh, 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 like, I know what happened to myself. I know what happened to John Jackson. I know uh, Michelle was followed. Yeah, Michelle was followed. Michelle was followed. So I mean, I know a lot of I know a lot of like it wasn't just me. It wasn't like just All because right. I'm black. I got a question. I got a question because like, what if it's just stupid, scared? racist white people for example that are calling the police so what percent of it was potentially the police responding to you know public concerns verse which is still unfortunate at the same time like yeah when you canvass in other areas and the police are called i mean i've worked on campaigns and the police are like the sergeants are notified in the morning i work for hillary Every neighborhood we were going into, they would well, have. Of a course, com- Hillary's like, got her people covered with the police. I mean, but that was working for the, it. Was the DPG? It was like oh. people. It was like look, people. I'm, like, I'm the reason you got a job. It was like dude. people making fifteen dollars <laughs> who was in like, charge of coordinating the uh, contact contacts with the sheriff's department to let them know that these are the neighborhoods that we're going into. I think that anybody who is canvassing should, especially in an open carry state, I think it's your responsibility and duty to make sure that your people. Are taking care. And that's a that could that's a situation that could be deadly for somebody. I, I'm not just saying that. It's like it's that's something that could happen and it could and it and it'd be pretty I, bad. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell the truth. Like I would be a lot. Yeah, I would have not canvassed for us off if I was black. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like you guys. And it, it deliberately and it like, discourages people from participating. And they would never, put you out alone. They, the thing is, they would put you out alone, yeah. half mile from everybody else. Like with if no you're car. on the other side of the street with, with no, no car. car if you're no on the other either. side of the street of somebody with somebody, like that's one thing. And the next like, person is like a mile away from you. Yeah, and, and it's like and with that guy, yeah. it was like they have everybody. We know where you are because you know where your your iPad is. It was like there's like they were yeah. so concerned about the data and what you were doing. They didn't really care about the individual safety at all. Yeah, and I mean that's really problematic, especially when you. Have well, I guess the political in America right now. The political calculation they made was that because it's a right-leaning district, we don't want to antagonize the kind of lose, potential yeah, right-wingers wanna... by making it look like we're targeting the police for criticism. Mic, I guess was the political calculation. Something is going on with it. Right so I mean, look, based on what that was I a question. Could, uh, what was the question? So what you're saying is you think the campaign. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. <laughs> you think the campaign made the political calculation to just say, hey, we're not going it's to... too much of a... It felt like it was a, a risk for a them risk. to stand up for their people. Gotcha. It might I have been. Was, I think that was a wrong... <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I know that there are minorities that stay home because of... The, I'm not saying it's like a, a big amount of minorities that stay home, but I know that there are certain people who were like, why should we stand up with vote for the Ossoff if you can't even stand up for the people who are yeah. uh, going out and knocking on doors with him? I mean, strategically, in the context of the campaign they ran, it was probably, like, the best choice, but, like, if they ran a better campaign and actually focused on the working class, which there were some people, but I knocked on working class neighborhoods, I think, twice the entire time, like, and I knocked on doors for Ossoff for, like, 30-something days. So it's not a very working <laughs> class the, kind of I mean, district. It's, they, a very it's not diverse, a working class district. It's a district. very diverse district, though. It's a, it's a lot of and people. And I think they just sent me, like, I don't know, maybe because I was white, they always sent me to the rich neighborhoods. But, mm. man, I went to some places where I wasn't even comfortable. I felt like I was, like, walking to the... There was one place, it was, like, the French 
Fresh Prince of Bel Air house. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, I'm not knocking here because I know like. You know, There's a lot of long driveways. Will Smith doesn't live here. This is kind of like, but these I mean, people are I too rich. Did. I would knock on big houses, but I those mean, were like too rich of rich houses. I'm like, each house has its own giant fountain around the circular driveway and giant monster trucks and confederate. But like, I, fuck that. I had a lot of, like, it seemed <laughs> like the wealthier Not the neighborhood was. Like for me, if, the, if it was like a really rich neighborhood, let's say half a million dollar houses plus, I would be harassed less. It was like the upper middle class neighborhoods where people really concerned. And then surprisingly huh. in those upper the upper uh uh price uh neighborhoods, uh, there was a lot of support for awesome. It's a lot of a lot of people were kind, a lot of people were offering water, a lot of people wanted to talk to you. I remember you know, walking on one of the first days I was knocking, it was like a real rich neighborhood, and I knocked on a couple doors. One of the first doors I knocked on, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm like the organizer for Roswell, you know, women for Ossoff or whatever. And then I was like, okay, and then I knocked down the street, knocking on someone else's house. She's like, oh, you know, all, none of my neighbors are probably Democrats. I'm probably the only one. And like, you know, acting, talking all quiet, acting yeah. like she's like a closet Democrat yeah. and shit. I'm like, no, actually, I knocked on like 12 houses already, like down this yeah. street. Like, yeah, we, I got a lot you know, of, you got to uh, organize it for us. Like, you're you, definitely you, not the only one. You go to somebody's <laughs> house and you're asking for a younger person. And it's like a 50 year old man comes to the door and you can see that their son is a, a Democrat. And they like, oh, well, this is a Republican <laughs> household. There, there was yeah. a lot of that. But the thing is, too, which I asked them about, like, uh, they would have us put on when to vote and where to vote, the voting locations on these stickies on the door. And sometimes you'd go to doors and you'd be like, okay, I'm looking for a 21-year-old, but you're knocking on, like, this half mansion. You're like, I know they don't own this house. It's probably, like, away at college. They're my, you know, their Republican dad's probably going to get this, and then he's going to know when to go vote. <laughs> and, like, he's probably going to piss off. He's getting so much Ossoff shit. Right. And that's another thing, like... Democrats and progressives win because of our ground game, our strong ground game, knocking on doors and shit. But with Ossoff, they really overdid it. They, like, overdid they tried to it. compensate for not having a message yeah. by knocking on doors more. Yeah, they might have knocked <laughs> and on it every, just pissed people every, off. We they, knocked on every door. I, I think they might have knocked, knocked on every door. We probably knocked on all of them. If like you didn't three get times. a knock, you got a call. People left yeah. notes on the door saying, "If you leave yeah. one more piece of like Ossoff lit here again, we're, we're gonna vote for the." It opponent. got to the point where wow. people that were like, like I, I saw literally typed tired notes of it. taped to the doors. Yeah, it was um, you know, it was it was poorly ran. I'm just gonna say it, it was poorly ran. It could have been uh, the ground game. Could it should have been? It was enough people. It was enough money. It just should have had a better strategy. It's on the ground. I mean, you should have had. More targeted door knocks, you know. Should have had Sally Harrell. She was a so real it, progressive. It ended went, up not it went running. Fifty-three but to. Uh, he did real good. Though. He did real good. good for all the credit. Like, dude, that's 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 good. He could. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. No I, one thought I mean, that was a competitive. I district. really think maybe if the weather what was better Hillary, that day, what you was it won. Hillary and Trump in that district? What was Hillary versus Trump? Wasn't it? Within not, a, it was close. Wrong? It was yeah. close. Yeah. So he. He he lost. He did quite better. A few he did better than Hillary. I mean, he did like a little. Oh really? Oh, I thought he did much worse, but I, I could be I completely better, mistaken. But we're about to. Oh, okay. All right, we're going to take a break and look it up.
you love her You can find me on the front lines cover And my bloody tears of another brother, sister, mother Revolution's being broadcast on Facebook and Twitter There's a choice Keep me with the megaphone roars Wipe the tears from this tear gas choice We have a choice Stand in front of your fear, baby Time to find your voice it's So a fact check, fact check Trump beat Clinton by only one percentage point in the 6th District is also lost They really underperformed when compared to Clinton. And this is what makes me worry about 2018. While, while Trump's approval ratings were tanking and going down. You know, this you know, is like the most to... amount of money ever spent on the congressional race in history. On both sides though, right? Uh, I think that the Democrats spent way more though. Uh, they, they, like, like two to one they spent more. Oh yeah? Yeah. So I have a question. Is everyone oh. drinking more than now that Donald Trump is president, or is that just me? Not me. Well, well, Brian, yeah, you guys? work in a hospital, but yeah. I, um, yeah, but only yeah. only because I wasn't drinking much on the campaign, so. I was going to say, man, I feel like you guys are acting with a lot of beer now. That's, that's, that's a good I thing. Mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I party, so. Yeah, Bridgemont is pretty much normal. <laughs> <laughs> Life is hard. I'm black. So. <laughs> <laughs> Got to pass the time. Somehow. Lights blunt. <laughs> Lights blunt. Oh man, but yeah, I mean. But here's what I don't understand. This is what I, I worry mean, about. You know, how are people going to be motivated in 2018? What what is going to motivate people? I mean, you, you keep coming back to if, if if John Ossoff had only had the right message, and Democrats need to have. A, I don't think he would have won message. with just the right message because of the district. Maybe Democrats honestly shouldn't run in the sixth district in Georgia because I, I disagree. I think Democrats okay, need it. to run a full how? blitz. What do you think we they run? Can do? We run it too many. Okay, Republicans win seats in places like Lithonia because they take chances that Democrats won't take. Yeah. Like, we would say, yeah. oh, a Democrat, it's like could, a a Democrat can never win a state seat. You're not going to win if you don't yeah, play. Like, well, if you don't try, you, things happen, anomalies happen, and, you know, you have to have a full bench running. You're like, I'm sorry, the Democratic Party of Georgia has done a horrible job. The majority of the House seats and Senate seats in this state go unopposed. My house district went for Hillary. <laughs> this district where you're at right now uh -huh. went for Hillary, but there was no Democrat for the house district yeah, last year. This is wow. just, it's, it's, if it's, no one, I, I might just get on the ballot next year wow. just to say like, fuck why it. not? Why, why <laughs> are we not? That's why Sam did it last year. Yeah, Sam, no, Sam went, and run, went and ran. Like he had no support from Stacey Abrams or the Democratic Party and of look Georgia. At, and look, look, and I mean, let's look at. Some I am supporting her for governor, but <laughs> <laughs> but let me say, you know, she didn't really get. He's like Sam Park, okay, whatever. But when they the last week of the election, when it looked like he actually had a chance of winning, yeah. Then the party, then, hey. then the party, yeah. The House leader jumped behind him, and, and yeah. then they want to take credit for him, like you exactly. Know, and then that's, Debo, that's, I hear Debo is taking credit for him. It's like, where right. were you? I was sweating balls up, uphill, downhill, ninety-five degrees. Like months before, and it was literally just yeah. Sam and like two and people on his Scott, campaign. Scott has more political capital than the Bose Porter. Do. Like, <laughs> like, like straight the fuck up. Like, like people won't admit it. People won't admit it, but it. he does. I mean, Debose Porter is the 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 chair of the Democratic Party of Georgia. <laughs> My former boss. I no longer work there, so I can say these things unhinged. Because <laughs> bridge mountains. I mean, I mean, let's be real. I mean. You have, what have you done? It's like, you've led 
three failed elections. How many failed elections has the, has the Bose Porter oversaw <laughs> in the state of Georgia? Where the like statewide elections, we gained no seat. Like we we won zero last week. Carter was at the top of the ticket. We didn't get anything statewide. We didn't there was get one. one. Uh, Sam flipped the district last year, and there was one other one down south somewhere where a Democrat flipped the district, and that yeah, was it last I year. Yeah, I mean, come on. All and this now, fertile ground, all the demographic the change going on here. And, it wasn't, and when it happens, it's because of grassroots Neither. organizers and not the party. And it's, <laughs> I don't get it. So, is it that or the message? It's both. I think I mean, it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's if they come together, they really. make the message. They make the damn message. I mean, the DNC ultimately makes it, and they, the rearrange it to fit Georgia's demographics, but, yeah. you know... I mean, I think that's... I'm not particularly motivated to get engaged with the DNC, my local Democratic Party. I used to go to the Cab County meetings, and I I wasn't that DNC impressed, unfortunately. There's some good things happening. You should come so, now. You should see the things that have happened since the last time you come to a meeting. Good or bad? <laughs> Great things. Really? Great things. Maybe I'll have to check it out. I am a Fulton County resident I mean, now, but... Some people but, had to pass away for the rest of their soul, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, I think I know I, who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but it oh. was... <laughs> Are we it's talking a whole, about DeKalb Democrats? Yeah, it's a whole new party. Oh, yeah? It's a whole new situation going on. That's good. That's good to hear. Um, but just in general, I think, you know, young people, whatever, independents, nobody really likes um, Democrats. <laughs> nobody really Sorry. likes... Republicans. I mean, what do Republicans stand for? You know, this like crazy ideological, oh, we got Obamacare's a disaster. But you and know then, and then Here's the, the problem public, is everybody's waiting for the third party. Like their bill. People like people like wants the third party, but no, like, but, it's but, not but, gonna Democrat, but Democratic Party isn't progressive anymore. Well, Bernie Sanders Democratic is, like as Scott said, yeah, the most Democratic. popular <laughs> like, politician. I mean, I consider myself I mean, myself Republicans like progressives at this and, point. Yeah, yeah, Democrat, see, no. see, here we go. I, feel I like consider I myself... Okay. Say but, it again. Like, he considers himself to be... You were probably a liberal, but I don't know. Like, Say that all again? Did I, I miss something? I, say, I mean, I, I consider myself to be progressive, and I don't... Feel like have I, you changed? I don't we haven't talked in a year, so I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt right but now. But no, but let's. I, here's, here's what I see happening: is everybody's progressive these days? Is, that's what I've inequality is getting worse. Nobody's a liberal anymore. And <laughs> all progressives. <laughs> a lot of what we've previously sort of identified ourselves on as a country is being challenged in a number of ways. And inequality got much worse so even forth. during the Obama presidency. Uh, yes. Yeah, and he had us arrested for protesting. Let's not forget how we first met Obama, the Occupy. Obama didn't do that. That was okay. Obama coordinated the, the, the Homeland Security. Obama called all the mayors yeah, yeah, yeah. the night of the Atlanta and the Oakland yeah, yeah. So what happened? You got an inside scoop or something? I mean, let's hear it, dude. I'm gonna blame Hillary. Hillary did it. Hillary But the <laughs> thing is, it, the fact that a lot of people are responding to that, trying to find something new or try something new, like maybe if we block off free trade, that'll have an effect, or maybe if we, you know, nominate someone who's really you, different. Man, you put it. I'm, I'm not. You, no, but I understand though. I'm not. This isn't a criticism of the left. This is me trying to explain or understand why there are some Democrats that have shifted over, that have shifted over. And are voting for the Republican People think Party that, or that, the, or that the like Donald Trump. Because they really feel like Republicans are right. the party of the people. But that's, I mean, there's a I'm few advocating poll. that like they came out in April, like that showed it exactly, and it's kind of terrifying, you know. I know. Look at 2018. So much is at stake. Republicans are like what two states away from being able to amend the Constitution. So why 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 do you think that we become this popular? Power somehow in our country always has a way of balancing itself. Even when Obama had a Democratic majority. We had those yellow dogs in the Senate that would lean with 
you know, the Republicans. And now it's like, you know, the Republicans really control every single branch of government. And they still can't get anything done because they can't come together and just govern. Partially because their their platform has been based on, like, lies and bullshit. Like, you know, you can't coalesce and make good public policy off just fabricating... Fabricating so, so why have we become so populist? Because that's that's what I'm trying to why describe. Why have we become populist? Because I mean, it all goes back to Occupy, man. It all goes back to plutocracy and inequality. Like, dude, we've been saying this. Hold on, let me turn this fan. We've been saying the same thing for years. This is what I don't get. That like, I would say it's obvious as hell. Like, inequality is gonna breed all this shit. Like, we have such so like then, this cultural so split. Agreement. This cultural split we have here. Like, and all that pressure that comes down that makes the stress to make that split. Came, comes down to economics, man. Like all the yeah. left, the left forgets about like you know Even Marx. All, it all the comes down to stuff economics. and feminism and everything else. It's Gender, all queer. It's like, all, it's all LGBT. All of our QLR. Uh, all all of that. It can be broken down into an economic fight. And you know, they, I mean, I, the day, I like, don't really I, see all of that. I don't think I completely, don't but like that. you can't you can't deal with them until. You deal with any, like the, the economic situation. Mm. Like if the economic situation is getting worse, all those will get worse. Like the societal divides, you know. Like I think we can stand up for civil rights s- and good economic policy at the same time. Yeah, no, but no one's saying it's. I'm not, not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. No one said that. Joey. What I'm saying is it's That's the same what fight. What it sounded like. The, I'm saying it's the same fight. I'm saying if you look at and in the some, history, somewhere you got to realize of like racial politics and class politics is you know black people in this country were put into a underclass on purpose in 1706 with the Virginia Slave Code because of Bacon's Rebellion, because black people and white people, indentured servants came together and almost overthrew the, the British colonists back then in like 1690-something. So, you know, because of that incident... Worked out they, great and they came, they came up with race-based slavery to put black people in a, in a lower class and poor whites and just a little bit higher class over the black so that they could always be fighting see, with, against that, each other. Though, even that, though, do you yeah. think... Here's an honest question. I, I don't you, even agree with all that. Here's but, an honest question I have for you, Bridget. Do you think, like, without the economic aspect of slavery, do you think, like... What do you think, I guess, like, race relations would have been like? I mean, if, I, mean, if, was, if there, I guess there wouldn't be slavery if there wasn't economic. All, or do you it, think it, there would have been? It, Jim Crow was economic. And, you know, slavery was economic. All, the, the entire reason black people came to this country in the first I, place I was economic. Well, then, all right, bro, I, I agree Joey, with only that last point. Joey, let's hear it. Well, I mean, why not, though? Because you have to understand, like, because, what, because black people were terrorized and weren't allowed to own property, they didn't uh, weren't able to acquire generational wealth and... There you know, were some free slaves. I mean, there were, but still, they they could only operate with a little a uh, 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 a limited market. They couldn't mm-hmm. expand their business to uh, the same. Like if you were competing with a white person, there was like you actually didn't have any competition because you didn't have any customers that <laughs> that he would be attracted. And I so, said free slaves. <laughs> I didn't even say free blacks. Yeah. I I messed it up. But here, here's the <laughs> important distinction, though, that I want to see, because I think that we disagree on this, is you're, I look at what happened and I see it as a, a series of mistakes, poor decisions, uh, really poor assumptions, starting off with Europeans seeing Africans and seeing that they didn't have Golly, the kind of civilization they did. Right now? 
I mean, but it, 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 in terms of what they assumed from that, they assumed about Africans what they assumed of every other uh, race Brian's that they came guilty. across. But it was an economic. <laughs> which, but it was, which white it was, guilt hurt. It was an economic incentive. No, well, yeah, Jesus, for, for slavery there was, but in terms of in terms of why slavery was continued, in terms of why Jim Crow it was, was created. It was not out of I mean, economics. It was. It was, it was out the of, slaves were no, it like, was not. Explain people it, say it like was, you're destroying no. our way no, of no, life. No, hold up, but explain. No. Explain <laughs> why people would own a slave if there wasn't like, like if they weren't working incentive. for them. If they weren't doing work for them, it's which is like basically economics. It's economics, right? It's I mean, so they're, they're basically be, performing a service for no money. Like, isn't that how is that not economic? And I mean, I get mm. that there's a racial aspect to it, and I get like that's you know. That but if it wasn't, deep, if I think, there, there I think was, if there, I'm saying if there was no. Economic I'm saying aspect. the only reason that a racial aspect is there is because of the economic aspect. If the economic aspect is taken I, away, I disagree. If it's taken away, there's no need for white supremacy. There's no so need if, for transatlantic slavery. But I, but I there's think no, there's no, this, there's this, no need for this is for actually me to more important than you might realize because this this suggests something really important about human nature that either we're going around and making harsh economic decisions to screw each other over, or we're just we're not very good decision makings. We're occasionally brilliant, but very often we make very poor assumptions and we make very bad decisions based on okay. those poor assumptions. So you can tell that Joey so reads the, a lot of books. The reason okay. no no <laughs> so the, the, the reason that in 1800, I just want to give you an example. In the in the year 1800, there were, I think we can agree, no white slaves in America. There were no white indentured servants. Everybody who was enslaved was black. I'm not saying there wasn't an economic incentive to that for the slave owners, but in terms of why everybody else, the 98% or so of white people in the South who were not slave owners, some, supported like, that, that was because they believed that black people were inferior. Because, and they were and they were afraid that because, if black people were given the same rights as them that they would black, that they would destroy their own society. Because white plantation owners instilled that into them. That's what I mean. But but I just hope you see think, why that's an important is, difference. Also, that but hold up, hold up. If you back it up though, like there is in the brain in the amygdala, you know it. There is some evolutionary aspect to racism that, like, you know, it's it's real. It's there. Like right. that's part of what, like the like the uh, with the implicit, the Harvard thing. You can go on their website, the implicit thing, and uh, you know, shows you like you know black and white faces and stuff, and you know, you hit keys and it kind of measures on the timing and stuff. And says, mm -hmm. even black, black people are racist. But, but, but like, that is social, <laughs> but that's, that is but socially that's, constructed. That's socially constructed. That's totally but, but socially our, structured. It could be. It could be. It I is. guess. I guess. True, I guess. But it, our, our brain. If I if our history, if American history wasn't that. It wasn't. Was it if world history was But the thing is the amygdala is like yeah. before that's I mean that's like the reptilian part of our brain. That's mm -hmm. like way down that's like totally emotional because like we're that's taught, probably like before we're, that's, we're, that's, that's probably like in our brain since I think childhood. I like but it makes sense though, because think about if you're humans, you know, fifty thousand years ago running around with your tribe and you come across people who look very different from you, like what are the chances that you know you're gonna have a good interaction? Like you're probably gonna try well, to fight each other I'm because be freak look, out. because look look there well, were a lot of other humanoid species yeah, and what? only one survived. And why is that? We were in a lot of the same area. Like we had to have outcompeted them for resources. We know we bred with some, and you know when they disappeared, Neanderthals, Denisovans. But we probably but just outcompeted them for resources. Yeah, yeah, we probably did just outcompete them. For but we also we had sex. I mean, had some, at least all us like, Europeans, here, us three, we have some Neanderthal in us. Three to four percent. I mean, some some of them were able to breed, but yeah. most of them just weren't able to keep up. Not able to breed? They bred with us, man. Like, what do you think? It, happens? I know that's what I'm. That's what I'm. I'm agreeing with you. But even still, like when people migrate and travel, they 
eventually. But I like it makes evolutionary sense. <laughs> you know what it happens? It makes evolutionary sense. You know what like, happens? People don't have, fight. It makes, they fuck. It makes, I mean, that's what happens when two groups of people come in contact with each other. I mean, like it's like, oh, you have a vagina. Yeah, like yeah, that's but at first they have to not fight. If they don't fight, then they fuck. But like the thing is, like there is evolutionary aspect where like, it makes sense. Yeah. Where if someone looks way different from you, that you would have like first off, you'd be more Arabs apprehensive. Came around? I mean, I mean, it, it, like uh, you know, I, come on. And it, everywhere where there are different groups of people, there's yeah. Like I mean, a, the ones that moved more were more successful. Yeah, Look, I mean, Europe world. Man, Genghis like, Khan was a pimp. No. Anyways, I I do want to kind of switch us back <laughs> to something a little more modern, a little more current events. Oh uh, yeah. Way back in the day, uh, Joey, maybe like I don't know, ten minutes ago, asked. Why do you think things are so populous now? And I'm just going to throw your question back at you, Joey. Will you answer your question? Why do you think things are more populous now in yeah, the United States? Yeah, how did you States? miss that I, coming? But yeah, well, anyway. I think I think growing inequality, um, and and as a result of that, people being able to sense and, and tell that their outcome isn't getting better. More of people's money is going to increasingly expensive health insurance, which is just something you can't see in terms of your own well-being. And I think that the reaction to that is to think maybe we should try something different. And I think Donald Trump is the ultimate expression of that. And so how, how Democrats compete with that and try to respond, I think we well, have to keep it, in mind that context. Doesn't Bernie Sanders... we don't, don't want to just go out and argue really dumb economic policy either, but we also don't want to... single really dumb to, economic policy? Yes. Yes. Why? Well, Why? that's a that's a horrible idea, I mean, that's, Joey. Sorry. Here's progressive Joey but, saying single payer is a really but, but, you know, there he goes. But, you there know, he goes. And, and this, I mean, I mean, this may sound like an olive branch, and it's, I'm not trying to make it an olive branch. But I have noticed that most of the people that I talk to who say they support single payer <clears throat> seem to believe that what they're saying is that they they support universal health care, and I support universal health care. I think it should be like Medicare for everybody. Um, I, should, I think it should feel that way, but I don't think it should function that way. And, and, and so maybe I'm just kind of having, <laughs> maybe I'm just having my own esoteric argument well, off to the oh, side. I will, no, please like explain it. Yeah, I will, you explain you, you have one. the floor. I, <laughs> I will go floor. ahead. I will go ahead and I, I will try to explain what Joey said, I believe. Um, there was a good Atlantic article the other day. It summarized a Commonwealth, um, Commonwealth Fund study. And uh, one of the highlights of the study um, was that the UK actually performed very well by their measures, which is kind of a single payer national health system, yeah. kind of Medicare for all. But another Dumb. really top performer was the Netherlands. So Holland kicked ass and the yeah. article described right. their system as Obamacare on steroids. Mm -hmm. Like if, if the United States and if I don't know, self-proclaimed progressives, moderates, whatever, would just say, hey, Here's by the way, the, the Netherlands okay, is kicking ass with an Obamacare-like system. Why not just fucking say, you know what? It's good policy. Obamacare is good shit. The Netherlands are doing it. We can do it. And we can have a universal Italy's doing it. Switzerland's doing it. France is doing it. The thing that's pissing everybody off. The mandate pisses me off, Yeah, the mandate is what pisses everybody off. I mean, I'm self-employed, so I get told... You have to make it a tax. You can't make it a mandate. You have to find a way for it to be a tax. Let me explain why I think that the honest reason... Well, the IRS does... 
It is kind of a tax because nah, there's that not, penalty no, that's not, a tax. It's not. Because yeah, right. you don't get, get health insurance. I get taxed, you, but I don't you get, get health insurance. Yeah, because you don't get it's health insurance. Great. It's not. It's, it's wonderful, so it's yeah. You should try yeah. it. You should yeah. try yeah. paying for health yeah. insurance that you don't get. It's fucking awesome. Let me tell you. I'm, cu- I'm currently right now uninsured. Dude, yeah, right. yeah, well, why here. don't you just sign up for Obamacare? Because I can't afford it. All right, hold on. Let me put Have you even priced out the silver plans? Holland. I mean, but you know what? See, that's the thing. You can buy these plans where technically you're insured, but you don't get any care. It's like you're, it's like you're just, you have insurance. So at the end of the year, you don't have to pay the penalty. But when you actually need medical services, it's like not having fucking insurance. So I didn't see a plan on the Obamacare exchange that looked that way for me for Georgia when I was doing my shopping. Yeah, and when I did it, I was very pleased with my silver plan. My silver plan because I wasn't making a ton of money, offered great subsidies. My out-of-pocket maximum for the year was $1,500. Like, even if all this shit happened to me, I'd pay $1,500 for a year. To get my dental teeth insurance is different. I went to, I went to the dentist. Dental to get insurance my, is not health. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Your mouth yeah. is not health. Oh, yeah, right. dental, dental was part of it. Dental no. was part of the shit I bought. And I bought what I bought. It oh, you bought. Okay. Oh. But bought, dental insurance. Dental. I'm just going to yeah. say dental insurance is is not oh, that man. good. Hey, my friend's a dentist. I've asked him. It doesn't really make sense for people to get dental insurance. Hey, I'll go back to Holland real quick. It doesn't yeah, make sense. I'd, I'd I want like to go back to the reason I think that I know why you want to go back to Holland. No one wanted to fucking listen. Uh-huh. But, like, the reason I think a more complex, bigger Obamacare on steroids wouldn't work, the reason I think... Hold on, a burp's coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the reason I think that wouldn't work in the U.S. is because... Is that, pl- is that, was that a pre-existing condition, Scott? Yeah, because we are a plutocracy. Like, and so, you know, if it? we have some complex health care... Like, that's why we need simple solutions. Complex... You know, a thousand page bills are easy for lobbyists to drill all their little things into. And like, which one of us here has read Obamacare? Like, you know, the health insurance industry is going to have its way with whatever kind of legislation we get through. That's why the simpler, the better, the less, you know, the less area this there is. This is a complex thing. It's yeah. not simple. It is yeah. complex. But at the end of the day, if you can make it a lot simpler yeah. than Obamacare, you can say we're going to have one. Have you ever big, looked at an insurance company? When you big <laughs> ass pool. That paperwork is complex. One, have you read that? This is why. Look, one big pool. Like, it makes the most sense. Insurance, the reason the problem is now is that the people with really high costs, like, no one wants to pay for them. And the people with really low costs, they don't want to pay. But And the problem is, if we put everyone in the same goddamn insurance pool, the bigger the pool, the more spread out the risk is. And that's the whole point of insurance. But does does it matter if the government's paying for all of it? I mean, we pay taxes. No, Germany. <laughs> I mean, Germany has pay, a bunch of different. How do you want to do it? How do you want to do it? What's the free market solution, Joey? And you still have the option I mean, to have I, private insurance, right? Like seriously. my my ideal solution would be that you I mean, you do have a, a multi-payer system that's entirely paid for by the government, which is to say through our taxpayer dollars, and that you would have uh, the IPAB and maybe a couple of other similar agencies that would be on the other side to control costs and to force hospitals to not overspend on professionals well, they don't need. In things like that the independent payment advisory board didn't really make much headway under the obama administration it was very politically controversial i thought it was the best one of the best things right. in obamacare I, I felt the same way but um you know our our political system is just too corrupt and too plutocratic uh pharma um the the big pharmaceutical lobby that was their one big target they wanted to take out the independent payment advisory board like the the plutocrats of the health insurance industry or health the health industry rather (laughs) they don't want price controls and that's essentially kind of what it's going to take 
to get healthcare under control is I, some of the price controls. I, I really don't like, I, it's not a price control. I'm against price controls. IPEB's not a price control. And, it is and a in, price spite, control. In, spite of the, in spite of what the plutocrats did, IPEB still wound up in Obamacare. And the only reason it's not been initiated is because Medicare costs haven't increased fast enough in order for it to Well, it to hasn't even be been initiated. formed, has it? Wasn't it supposed to get it, started in 2015, but nothing legally, has fucking it, happened? Legally, it cannot be formed until Medicare costs go up enough so that legally it can be formed and that's just not happening. Well then yet. don't we need to strengthen it then so it can actually start doing um, things? I, I actually think yeah. I mean that's that's what I would <laughs> want to like do. That would be the next that would be the yet. next legal change yeah. I'd want to make. The issue is IPEB is supposed to You understand why people don't like the Democratic Party? This is the kind of bullshit they hear and they're like, why can't I just have fucking health care? But hold on, why, <laughs> like, why? Like, my fucking yeah. internal organs are all fucked up and like yeah. I'm left with a hundred thousand dollar bill. But like, I, I what can, the fuck I can is see all this bullshit? But how how are we supposed to if we want to have the best healthcare system in the world, how are we supposed to solve it if 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 we're not talking about these issues? We I just, are I just talking don't about understand. This, but like I think I feel I like what I said about healthcare is more simpler. substantial than anything. I mean the 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 pharmaceutical companies are just extremely greedy. I mean it's just so much I mean a lot of it always comes they, down to they, plutocracy. I mean though, they charge so. you what they charge you for a uh, IV of just <laughs> A salt water, whatever the hell is it? Well, that's hospitals more. The yeah. hospitals, yeah. you know, will charge you so much for just an aspirin. Then they charge the insurance company. Yeah, but why, so why, why are they the charging so much kind of for IV, in your opinion? So what? Because hospitals typically don't make profits, so why are hospitals charging so much for when they hook you up to an IV? I mean, I don't know what the to pay is. all the wages. I, don't I mean, know if, if they're not profiting, yeah, then they're making wages to pay everybody's wages. Like health administrators in America are remarkably expensive. The number of specialists that we have is but that's is so, that's something unusual. that you cut down healthcare costs substantially if you just if you just but how 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 do you actually do that? Because otherwise, every insurance company wants to cover Emory. They want to cover the best, and then everybody wants to be as good as Emory, so they try to catch up. Well, I'll and tell they, you how they, Japan they, they want to have it. somebody with a PhD doing your uh, all of your radiology stuff, I even mean, though you could have a high school student doing if that. If you cut costs, not for to what exaggerate, you charge, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. But a, a cup. You know, I know, I know cup Brian works in the healthcare industry. I mean, it's just it's just a lot of things that are just greed, though. I'm sorry, because if you look at uh, the countries, the countries that are less developed than us, but for the quality of healthcare that they put out to their citizens is. You know, better than what we have in our economy. I'm gonna be real. Cuba. My wife, Cuba's my, my, my wife plans on I mean, going to Mexico for her medical treatment. She already did. When she went there, she got her dental stuff done, which would have cost like ten times more here. She got yeah. that done. She wants mm -hmm. to go back and like do any medical shit she needs. Like, Cuba's there. actually coming up. Like, like they have medical advances coming out. They're like coming out with vaccines, yeah, coming out with, with cancer treatments, and they're doing it because they keep costing about those. Yeah, you haven't heard about it. You might live on this research. Yeah, yeah man. I might need to. Yeah, I actually are. keep up with this pretty consistently. But, I'm surprised but what I Joey's going to say it. is that the U.S. is basically subsidizing after the further world with all our R&D that we're paying for. Yeah, but that's not really the reason that health insurance is expensive. I mean, yeah. it's it's just health That's about 10% of health premiums go towards uh, pharmaceutical. Mm -hmm. that's, it's overwhelming. That's like, if you had to just, just target one just reason. 10%. Uh, a lot of it is hospital it's prices. It's a lot. That's it's, a, it's the prices. It's like, I, I mean, hospital I mean, hospitals... Yeah. You get it's, a near complicated thing. There's all kinds of ways you can cut weight. I mean, I heard a story the other day about how just expired pharmaceuticals, like, you oh, know, yeah, you just throw them up. 
Like, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. places throw them out Make when they safe, expire, yeah. but they're not necessarily, they don't go yeah. bad for a while. The FDA, them and you know, kind of is in bed with the they're, pharmaceutical they're, they're, industry. They're still yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or consider the fact that the most expensive retail worker in America is your local pharmacist. Why do you have someone that's that well-educated that's giving you your drugs? Because they got all those drugs. Like, they, they got to trust them. So got to right, so, <laughs> They can't trust someone with just a high school fucking diploma, Joey. But, but so, so be, because do. of that lack of trust, <laughs> we're, we're facing a massive amount of costs. And I would just argue, yeah, like, one of the big differences Bridge, Bridgemont <laughs> and I are having, he's blaming all of this on, on corruption and bad intentions, whereas I'm pointing I'm out... I'm blaming on costs. I'm blaming solving the problem. Un underneath all of this, there's, there's a lack of trust or, or just a lack of coming up with, with good systems, in, including on the fact that we have too many specialists that are paid too well to do things they don't need to be there to do, including the fact that we have pharmacists selling you drugs, getting paid six figures to do it. Well, so. I got something for you, Joe. You said you don't like price controls, but Japan runs a very successful system where they do have price controls. They, every single thing, an MRI of your foot, whatever it is, everything has a price, and that price gets set every two years. Mm -hmm. In America, it's super complex. Every price for every interaction is made, for example, between maybe this hospital group and then this insurance company have to negotiate to set a price. It's incredibly mm -hmm. complex, like mm -hmm. all these different prices for all these different things in the United States. Japan, one price list. It lasts for two years. The government negotiates with doctors groups and they come up with a new price list every two years. Uh, why would you be opposed to that kind of system in the United States healthcare? So I think what you're going to argue for, even though I don't know that Japan has this, but a lot of other countries like Germany do, they have all payer where everybody pays the same and price. And I like all pay. And you, and you don't, right now, 10% roughly-ish of your health care costs go to bargaining, somewhere between 5 and 10%, I believe. Uh, it's just needless administration if you had an all-payer system or, or, or something along payer. those lines. Or, or single-payer. But all-payer would be, would, would allow me to have what I want. Um, mm -hmm. uh, okay, would, so allow, would allow to have the better, the better well, system. Make the distinction this uh, between uh, single-payer all well, what, what I want is a system that's going to work better for everybody. So all payer, as I understand it, which right. I realize may sound cheesy, but so single payer is like the UK, where they have the National Health Service. They're the only people that pay, you know, doctors or whoever to do healthcare services. Whereas somewhere in Japan or Germany, for example, they have different private insurance companies. They may even have public. So let's apply it to the United States. Medicare, Medicaid, or Blue Cross Blue Shield, no matter who gave you your health care coverage, everyone would pay, all payers would pay the same price for those services. So now you hear doctors complain, oh, well, Medicaid doesn't reimburse, Medicaid reimbursements are too low, or Medicare reimbursements are too low. You never hear those arguments anymore because all payers pay the same price, whether it's yeah. Medicaid for all. So you have one well, price list. Would that really solve it, though? That would solve a I lot mean, of bureaucracy. It's a step in the right direction. It, yeah. I tell you, I tell you that because at least you know what you're getting but into. Why don't we just? But this is part. Of, so hold yeah. on. Let's bring this back. It would make pie, to, prices transparent. Yeah, yeah. You would know what you're getting into. You know, like yeah. if I have to, because yeah. uh, people go into a medical room and they have no idea what to expect when they're yeah. when they're here when, when they leave that yeah. room. I mean, you get it's like a, literally a surprise. 
And yeah. that causes a lot of depression and other like for an already sick person. Yo, you see, it was like, like you gotta have good mental health in order to get well. I think it was and like yesterday. A couple <laughs> that just like, like jumped kills in, you. in New York. A couple jumped out of their window and they had a suicide note on them that said that they uh, couldn't afford their medical bills. They jumped out of like 17th floor window in New York like yesterday or today. Yeah, that was, that's that's <laughs> terrible. That's t- and wow. then the Republicans are just trying to throw tens of millions of people off the insurance rolls. Right. But and so so let's swing this back it's towards crazy. 2018 democratic strategy what we got to do going forward 2018 2020. Okay, like, this is the thing. Here's we have to do something. We cannot do nothing. We cannot just say look at Trump and look how bad he is exactly. over yeah. us. But like, and that but here, seems to be up, the up. strategy. Hold up. Is uh, here's, here's Bernie question Sanders the role model? He's the most popular politician. I would say in the yeah, United but hold States. on. I I got a qu- like so you know, we're talking about step in the right direction, but is it? I think is that part of the Democratic Party's problem? Like Obamacare was a step in the right direction. Like everything, most of what Democrats do, is a step in the right direction, but it's not the solution to the problem. And sometimes the problem keeps getting worse. And you, you solve problems take one step one at a time. tiny step. But that's that's you just that's just a talking see. point. Like it's that doesn't not, mean it's anything. The, it's the way it's the you way can solve a problem. Is, you can say like, here's a fact. problem, and we're going to actually solve it. Otherwise, we're not going to get elected because people aren't going to trust us. They're going to basically look like wait, Democrats had power and they just made you know this Obamacare, which now I got to pay this penalty for, and I still don't have health insurance. Why the hell would I vote for that shit? But we have I to get make rid it of better. that. I'll vote for Trump. Like, we have to make what it are better. we gonna like? Seven, what are we gonna do? It's seven for next years. Year? We have seven years of hindsight to know what we need to make better in Obama. We know what works and what doesn't. We we have a model to look at. You know, when, when we were creating this thing, we didn't know seven years down the road that all these issues was were gonna occur. I mean, you know, looking back, it's, you can say, okay, well, we need to fix these things now. You know, you know what I'm saying like you can take you can take things out, put things in, and but you're come still to a just saying, I'm making a bigger argument. Like, is the one step in the right direction? Is that why people don't? I mean, ha- I is think, that why people don't I have think, faith in I the think, Democratic I think Party? Having Obamacare is better than what we had before. I, I do too. I, yeah, that's, I guess exactly. I'm not happy about paying yeah. the penalty. I think people. I shit, think people's lives different. have been saved. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, agree. I mean, so yeah, I have I have a, a distant kind of cousin, and um, kind of a cousin. they're married. <laughs> it's, it's my mother's cousin. So my mother's okay. cousin, um, they had they both had health issues, and both of them are middle aged. Both of them could not, you know, their health insurance was crazy because of pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. So even though they're, you know, affluent, whatever, they're like, they realize that Republicans are are deranged when they offer these ridiculous, you know, thoughtless but critiques. let's also recognize that, you know, that couple that jumped out of the window yesterday today, they did that under Obamacare. So sure. we still got people Our killing themselves yeah. over yes. their medical bills. That's under Obama. True. So we didn't solve the problem. And people wonder why well, people yeah, are so cynical sure. it's about politics. Hold up. Why people are so cynical about politics being able to solve the big problems that our society has, which I think our generation is kind of running into that cynicism. Mm. People are saying, like, government can't solve that shit, especially after last I mean, last year, screwing Bernie, electing Trump. Like, there's cynicism on both sides. Absolutely. I mean, the like, Democratic, how are we going to take the Demo- over that? The, in a, in not even, and not even in a general election the de- year. The how Democratic Democrats Party... The Democratic Party just has to stop being fake as hell. I mean, you have to, like, every time, you know, we have these weak-ass talking points and slogans, it's like we run a bunch of pep rallies. That's all the campaign season is, is our candidates going from pep rally to pep rally. And, you know, we we need to have, you know... We need to be able to inspire people, first and foremost. We need to be able to, to address... 
the problems that everybody has. And, you know, the Democrats focus, they, they segment their issues and like, there's a lot of single issue voters on, uh, 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 in the Democratic side. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like, it's like it's a lot of climate change people. LGBT a lot of people. baby killers. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's too. But you know, as you look at that whole evangelical vote, if you, okay, if you gotta look at it, if you were, <laughs> if you, if you're, if you're conservative, you're probably anti-abortion, for guns, free market, free market. And anti-LGBT, and it's like you can coalesce around that. But the Democrats, you know, you might feel this way about gun control. You might feel this way about abortion. You might feel this way about civil rights or, or LGBT rights. So it's like it's something like forty percent of Democrats take climate change seriously. And I'm some like you know, but, y'all. So it's like it's like our issues are not. We don't have like a Democratic coalition. Our our platform is not what. Like, our supporters get behind. They get behind the single issue. I have a question because I think they tend to coalesce, you know, on the same side of the issue. But you know, yeah, not all of them. Okay, charter schools. Gonna... Talk about charter schools. No, no. And talk about charter no. schools and Democrat. It's gonna be a fight. Yes. Okay, it's gonna, you go to any Democratic right. event and start yeah. talking about charter schools. You just created a big <laughs> ass problem. All right, <laughs> There's all kinds of the ways. Like, what, what issue can you talk about at a Republican event and it'll get that heated? Probably a lot. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, give me a minute. <laughs> but I, I want to get Paul back Ryan. to this thing about like <laughs> the the Democratic Party inspiring people. Now, maybe it's just messaging. I don't know. But Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Warren is a kind of inspiring figure to me. But in the past year, two years. I don't feel like I've heard anything inspiring from her. And I don't know if that's a failure of message. She couldn't speak up while Bernie was running and she wasn't endorsing him. All right. So <laughs> since since Trump's been elected, I don't even think I've seen one news no, article No, she is at the PCCC this she's week. Been, she's, she's been, been, been doing some she's stuff. Been she's been She's at the PCCC. She's been holding people. Be, she's been asking the right questions. Have you seen her at like the, the Senate hearings? Netroots Nation, like yeah. next month. I think the thing is, Ryan, right is right she's got to lay low for a couple of years so that when she runs for president, yeah. she'll seem fresh. She's she's uh, running for president. So. Yeah, uh, uh, she definitely is. That surprise. That's yeah. why she's calm. She's calm okay. down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's okay. what concerns me: what? is when Barack Obama, when he was president, on the domestic front, he shifted more of a percentage of the economy in terms of taxes, structuring, spending than any president since Franklin Roosevelt. That's the last guy you have to go to to find somebody that did that. And that wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. People didn't feel like he changed enough. I, I, I know, Scott, you're certainly an example of that. So if we get the presidency again, whether it's 2020 or 2024, uh, what, what's, what's going to, yeah, right, 2032. We got it in 2032. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Got that, But let's just <laughs> say that we've got majorities in both houses of Congress. We've got the White House. What would Democrats need to do to pass the bar in this case that they didn't do last time? What do you mean pass the bar? Get elected? To, to, to <laughs> what policy should they push? I mean, we could have... Uh, what, what, what would need to happen for you and people like you to be satisfied? I'll vote for the lesser evil at this point. I didn't for Hillary Clinton. I agree that less, voting lesser evil 
uh, is a strong argument. But not even but seeing it as a lesser evil. I, well, I mean, at what, that point, what, what then, it, yeah, then actually, you know... For you to actually sit there and well, say, okay, then hey, this president's for some kind of, what, like, what kind uh, of platform? Fight for Joe, some can kind I ask of, you a question? Fight for some real universal health care coverage. Fight, if, you know, fight to actually get money if out Barack of Obama actually fight against gerrymandering. was under federal investigation. Fight to ban fracking. Like, I got a list. his emails leaked, and there was question material in his emails. Do you believe that he would ever have been president of the United States? Huh? Who? If... Barack Obama had his emails leaked mm-hmm. by WikiLeaks, mm-hmm. and the, the salacious emails that are on the same level of what here uh, was leaked by him. If if Barack Obama was under federal investigation, I know this Tom isn't Brad what you want me to. If if Barack Obama was under federal investigation, I know this isn't what you want me to say. But in the United States, yes. Yeah, he he's still You got a, a lot of faith in this fucking country, boy. No, that's not why I'm saying that. It's absolutely this. not. Um, if anything, it's the opposite. I'm saying that because he is a man, and Hillary was a woman. He is awesome. And, I, and I'm not trying to say that people are. Mm, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that there is. I mean, I, I think. He's Obviously. more mulatto than anything. Uh, he is black. I also don't think his emails would have been as bad as Hillary's because she was up against Bernie. And because, you know, Bernie was... You know, everyone sees... Bernie's like a grumpy dude of her, but, like, he... Uh, yeah. You know, everyone sees him as a real if nice grandpa-type figure. Investigation for anything, he just wants... Uh-uh. Huh? If he had been under federal investigation, yeah, I know the racial. Oh, yeah, dynamic, was in, I know the racial yeah. dynamics of this country too well. Yeah, uh, not happening. He would have gone down in the primary. <laughs> I, well, I think that to me the dynamics are different, and I and I'm not. They're saying way different now, is, though. They really are. I'm not saying. I mean, that was pre. That was kind of like right on the cusp of the financial crisis. Now oh. it's like. So I'm not saying this is sexism necessarily, <laughs> but generally speaking, whenever women are trying to get a job, they are seen in Elizabeth a more Warren negative light. I. <laughs> I actually disagree. Oh, I mean, really? women tend Elizabeth to get seen in a, in a far more negative light. Like, I, I would argue that there's a reason that there's very few places Elizabeth in the world where <laughs> when you have a presidential... Somehow you can just swap them last minute. What'd you think? After they screw Bernie out of the primary, if you could just swap yeah. Hillary for Elizabeth, she would have I think Elizabeth Warren's a lot more likable than Hillary. Yes. That would have been a nice She's compromise with progressives. I, I think... <laughs> She's been... You gotta understand. If people she, have spent 30 years hating her. If she and runs, people, if Elizabeth Warren does actually run, she will be hated once she starts running. I think sure. that there is a reason. She's that hated now. If, if you look at countries that have yeah. presidential election systems like France or the United States, I think there's a reason that they've not gotten a democratic leader, whereas places that have parliamentary systems yeah. like Britain See, but the difference have. between Hillary and Elizabeth, like, only... It's it's a lot of different groups of people that didn't like Hillary Clinton. Black people didn't like Hillary Clinton. I mean, younger black people didn't like Hillary Clinton. Well, Millennials yeah. didn't like Hillary Clinton. You know, um, sure. Factory workers didn't like Hillary Clinton. Blue collar people didn't like Hillary Clinton. Uneducated people didn't like Hillary Clinton. Independence. Uh, Independence didn't like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. Of, she was an unlikable person. Democrats. A lot of Democrats. A lot of didn't Democrats like Hillary. did not like Hillary sure, Clinton. But, but she she went from being the most essentially the most popular former politician in the country to being suddenly the most unpopular person to ever run for president as a major candidate, other than the person that she was running against. I mean, she she has a tendency of whenever she's not running for office, people love her. And then as soon as she starts running for office, if it's something that she doesn't already have, then people hate her. And I, I, I don't think that that's something specific to her. And I think that's something that we need to be aware of as a culture hmm. to to kind of check against that. 
Not that that means that you're sexist you or that anybody is sexist. But it seems like, I don't know. You can start, start seeing, that's the problem. That's, that's so why, weird. And that's why... I don't get that. That's why we're going to keep losing. Because we want to blame everything else but her. You know, it's yeah. like it's like we want to blame her being a she woman. She didn't even campaign yeah, in the yeah. states she needed to win, yeah, and you're I saying mean, it's because she's a woman. Like, no, well, at least go down the checklist and like, be like, look, no, she fucked up everything, and else. she's also a woman. Bill yeah. Clinton. Bill Clinton has charisma. Hillary Clinton does That's not. True, yeah. But you don't want to cast blame on her as the person. It's just I don't. It doesn't add up. Yeah, to me. I, I don't feel like casting blame on her. And I've heard people I, who have met her say that it's kind of like. You know, she is a likable person. Yeah, person, I met her. I swear, like, if she had acted like that when I met her, she <laughs> fucking be president. Like, he's cool as hell. Like, yeah, him. Fuck with you. Bridge mine smoked a blunt with her. Oh, no, I didn't. But you know, <laughs> like, if I had to pull one out, she wouldn't be too fucked up about it. <laughs> she, like, just she wasn't chill, running man. for president then. Chill, man. She no pictures. Made, no she pictures. Would, she wouldn't have made a big deal about it. You know, she was cool. You could tell, like, you know, she was like a really... A cool person, like she's not that person you see on fucking TV. I tell you that. I don't know who the fuck that is. I don't know if I met a clone or what. Possible. But that person on TV, <laughs> yeah, when the, Hillary gets on TV, is not her. The person on TV did was to me that, has uh, scary smiles. Like those smiles are scary. Yo, I'm when like, the balloons were falling, the DNC, come on now. Though it's weird. Come on now. Weird mannerisms. Like it's like she turns into a robot, but like on the campaign trail, <laughs> like you can tell like when she's tired. And she's like been on her. She's really her. She's like, you know, you gotta catch. It's, but she tries to put on that, uphold that persona so much. And I think that's what, you know, it, it's, it's it's not just the persona. Like there's some substance problems there too, man. Well, who else? Who else? I mean, she did a lot of damage too. Yeah. Let me be. So I realize. I realized this, I think, at like when I was at the March for Science. I was talking to a lot of. I was trying to sign people up for our revolution, Georgia. And I was talking to a lot of people and like. People were being a little apprehensive, and I would like, you know, talk about Bernie Sanders and stuff. And then, I, like, I talk about single payer, and people would be like, ah, and like, act like it's totally unreasonable. But then I started talking to someone about it in like a lab coat. I was like, what do you look like? And I was like, I was like, all right, so what? Why do, do you not support single payer? She's like, oh, I just think it's like too radical. And so I started getting down into it, and like, I was like, okay, but what's like too radical about having, you know, a single pool for insurance when to spread out all the risk, which is the whole point of insurance in the first place, over something that you know we all agree should be you know available to everyone and i was like you know it saves money it's cheaper in every other like you know developed nation that has it you know it makes the, and she's like well you know yeah i never really thought about it like i don't you know like, basically she had no reason basically she just thinks it's unreasonable because it's been painted as unreasonable but by people like hillary clinton painting bernie sanders as some me. radical communist socialist single payer never ever going to happen because it's well, a radical know, communist plot. Hillary, but <laughs> scott i am going to say that I do feel like it is more unreasonable to expect the U.S. system of healthcare to switch over to single payer instead of all payer. Keep the bureaucracy of Medicaid. Keep the bureaucracy of the Medicare. Right? Keep the bureaucracy cover, of all ever, these insurance companies. Just level the playing field and like have the government set the rules so that all the insurers play the same game and that all the prices are the same. That's what I think. But would that work in what's kind of like a banana republic plutocracy like we have now? It might, because <laughs> it eventually might. we're going to have to. But the tears from this tear gas choice, we have a choice. Stand in front of your fear, baby, time to find your voice. It's a story, a life story. You believe in death, birth, your life's worth is trending. It's a story, a love story. Expect a happy ending. 
Russia. Follow directions till they shoot us. I'm fucking sick and tired of no justice, no peace. Promise me I'll never pick your body on the streets. We're all taking heat here. Oh, the trust is broken. I don't get this place. Disenfranchised, step into a new life. Baby, if you listen to the wheel, there's a war cry. Peace in America. Peace in America. Be decent, America. I'm begging you. Is that gonna have universal coverage though? Like, will there be like really universal coverage just because we have all pair? I believe Is, isn't so. that the I goal? Might, yeah, like, my, my at the end of the day, when yeah. we don't give my everyone you know access to healthcare, you know, regularly primary care when they need yeah. it, like it's gonna cost more overall, yeah. and we're gonna pay for it one way or the other. Like, so why are we make this so like? And like, I think you know, I think we should have a somewhat limited, you know kind of coverage and also have private, you know, rich people can have their private coverage to have, you know, their extend their lives Even if it was hundred years I mean, or whatever. Like, if you got like but, uh, a first five thousand dollars would help a lot a lot for a lot of people. I mean, that shit will go a long way. A broken arm or yeah. you know, you know, something. You yeah. know, you didn't have to cause that really can set you back. But uh, you know, at the end of the day it's just I don't get it. Like and the thing is what are we gonna do in 2018? Like, what, what are we doing? Like, Democrats can't unite behind some idea, you know, any ideas for 2018, and we're still running on Trump, just like last year. Unite around universal defense right now, though. It's like everyone, every Democrat I know of, all of us want universal health care. We have yeah. different ideas about how to get there, but we but all I'm want it. I'm asking you, like, how does all payer, how does that make universal health care happen? Like. So it, you know, the government well, sets mean, the rules, you know, kind of. I see, like, I see. I'm actually not sure what you're not getting. I see, I get it. I, I, I totally get it. I mean, I understand what he's getting at. He, uh, he's trying to say that, you know, there, he feels like there's going to be people left behind. And I see why he says that. And, but why would but, there be people left behind? <laughs> <laughs> well, like if someone doesn't sign up, let's say you have to file paperwork to get on the Medicaid. What if someone's just lazy and doesn't want to do any paperwork to get on the Medicaid? Or doesn't or, know about it or has like mental conditions. Who knows? Yeah, mental conditions. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like what's going to be the guarantee program yeah, I mean, to catch everyone else who, you know. Right, what about the mentally incompetent? What will be the catch-all bureaucracy? That's acting like, you know, so systems perfectly implemented. There'll need to be kind of a catch-all bureaucracy mm -hmm. to make it truly universal yeah, I mean, for people. In, in that case... Yeah. Probably what should happen is, first of all, the IRS has the capability to do um, our taxes for like 80 to 90 percent of Americans. And if the IRS did that, then the IRS could also determine who's eligible for what programs and then could automatically insure you for it. Hmm. IRS, and that would work with an all-payer system. I mean, that sounds like a IRS lot of work. Is, the IRS is, <laughs> that un, that on the alternative, <laughs> one of the most unpopular... The IRS is one of the most unpopular federal agencies. I just wouldn't start with those letters mm -hmm. to give people health care. I don't trust it just doesn't sound good. The, 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 I, would, I don't trust the IRS to policy. do my taxes, to be honest. But the, there are European countries. There was a great article in The Atlantic, I believe, <laughs> several months ago. A lot of European countries will have their IRS send people what the IRS thinks is their taxes from bank records, from like the W-2s, whatever. They'll go ahead and fill out your 1040 or whatever it is for their country and say, does this look right to you? If it is, just sign it and mail it back to us. And that's how much, you know, of a refund you'll get or whatnot. But of course... <laughs> you negotiate the, with them? Like, nah, how about... Well, if you if you want to decline and do it yourself, do your own taxes or hire someone else, you totally can. But the government at least says 
this is all the information we have. This looks very reasonable to us. Do you agree? Yes or no? But then the tax industry here, the plutocracy here, has fought against that kind of system being instituted here because H and R Block, H and R Block, and yeah, yeah. exactly right. Yeah, I wouldn't trust the damn liars through my time. So I mean, so what are we doing? Twenty eighteen, like I, what are we I doing? Would. I think that's really upsetting that you say that though. <laughs> what are we going to do in twenty eighteen? Um, and twenty twenty, like how if, if you know? I mean, that's something I would expect from a thought, Republican, not a Democrat. I just don't. So I just Joey, don't Joey, then them. why are you a progressive? What makes you progressive all of a sudden? You, you I, know, I you think support I've always all payer, been a progressive. I, all, all payer is is very progressive. I think a twelve dollar minimum being, wage. Uh, yeah. I, I think having a minimum wage that's high enough that you boost people's incomes without uh, increasing unemployment is the most progressive stance that you can have. And, and $15 an hour is not demonstrated to be that yet. Well, I would argue that uh, it depends on where you live at. I mean, yeah, I, in New York City, $15 is not enough. I mean, so, you know, it's places, it's, it needs to be a, a livable wage based on cost yeah, of living. Sure. So, I mean, because you can live off $8 in Alabama, certain parts of Alabama, you can live off seven fifty. I mean, it's just if the real cost, if the cost of living is really low, I can be, I can live off less. So I don't see why and it's we necessarily just, have to have a universal standard of living wage because, like you said, 15 is not going to be enough Bridge in Mile, Seattle. Would you, would you work for $12 an hour? Uh, yeah, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> oh, oh, apparently. Forgot I got Bridge Mountain Race. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> okay. I can edit that out. There were there were a couple subjects I wanted to hit. Um I don't know if they excite anyone else, but the definition of corruption is one. Uh we don't have to get into that, but there was uh there were some like setbacks here where uh silver, um Sheldon, let's see, da da da. There was a landmark decision overturning the graft conviction of Bob McDonald. And then um, Sheldon Silver, once a mighty speaker of the New York uh, State Assembly, whose corruption conviction was overturned by an appeals court. So there seems to be some sort of, like, in the, at least in terms of court and the judiciary, kind of allowing potential corruption um, to to flourish and that good old kind of quid pro quo, wink and a nod, that, that kind of stuff. So that's one thing I would say um, we should be aware of and watch out for. That's kind of I mean, corruption disconcerting. Is, is is exactly what it is. I mean, there's no, you don't have to litigate the definition of damn corruption. I mean, I mean, even if it's legal, it can still be corrupt. I mean, sure, right, absolutely. And right. I feel like we really need to take aggressive steps right. to rein in. Like I think all Americans. All Americans, generally, most, a vast majority of Americans agree that, right. like, there's just, it's just fundamentally corrupt the way our political right. system works. Like, well, I argue, like, like, Karen Handel didn't do anything that was illegal, but she certainly has done corrupt things. And, and those, the things she, John Ossoff said about her weren't lies, they just happened to be legal. You know what I mean? That just, it's, it's corrupt, though. I mean, you can't bat an eye at it. I mean, it's legal corruption. There's yeah. several forms of legal, legal corruption. Yeah. 
And, uh, and well, where are the I Democrats going to take a stance on, you know, what is the stance on? Oh, oh, yeah, we're, 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 I'm sorry to say this, this but is, we're more corrupt than the Republicans. This is exactly this. We're, is we're more, we're, we are more so corrupt. Then we have we have as Democrats, if we're all Democrats here, we have to come up with some sort of a platform. You know what? That will it starts with okay, you know what? Nina you know Turner what it, tried to deliver to the DNC it, two days ago. And what did they do? They put up fucking barricades. It takes people continuing to show up at the meetings. You know, oh because it's people it's don't really, have that time. But, that shit but, ain't gonna happen. But the people who show up at the meetings are the people who control the party. Yeah, the they show who, up for three The people who make up years. the Cab County Democratic Party to choose who goes to the state committee. The I'm people on the sorry, state committee but decide you, who the, the chairman of the state party is. Hold on, hold on. For 2018. Time out. You just, I believe, earlier, your earlier statements about, well, what is Keith Ellison really? I mean, he's just a DNC chair. So, like, I don't buy your argument. Because you just made the argument that, like, yeah, yeah, the DNC chair. No, the DNC chair is a yeah. totally different but, skill set than being labor secretary. Right. Sure, no, I totally agree with that. But you made it seem I like think it's important. You it know is that, important, I think. that I think DNC it was if we, if we had Keith Ellison, I think it's it very much been, symbolic. It's I think very the grassroots. Yeah, but then why do you have to? But it was so important right now because the Democratic Party is so split. The Democratic Party is so split. Keith Ellison was a Bernie crowd. It was after Hillary lost. Hillary stole that damn nomination from Bernie Sanders. And then lost to Donald fucking Trump, which I disagree with. Okay, I'm that's fine. She, I'm not gonna say she stole it. I think she would eventually got. It. I think she she didn't play fairly. I think she would have got. It. I think she didn't and have to, me, to cheat, you don't but play she did. Fairly, she, in did, a she didn't have to cheat, but she did. I mean, that's what happened. I mean, because she would have got the nomination anyway, but she tilted the scales, and the DNC tilted if, the scales. I think if they would have had twenty debates, I mean. You know, I think not, the fact that Donald like Brazil the gave the gave the uh, the debate questions is, is like <laughs> that's pretty yeah that's pretty intense Sleazy. that's pretty intense Ooh. I mean I think that's that's Ooh. that's pretty that's the elite that's political elite inside corruption that's corrupt. That's corrupt. That's corrupt. Yeah. And I mean, that honestly drove people away from the Democratic Party, like maybe forever. And that was why it was so important that we get Keith Ellison to get those I, people back. Just I have a lot of respect for. Her. A lot of people got. I it. mean, I, I've 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 met her. On numerous occasions, been on several uh, events where she's been a part of, and she seems like a good person. But you know, I mean, I, to be honest, I mean that's something that happens in political circles. I mean, it's got to tell you, <laughs> you know, people do things that are not always ethical for people they believe in. Well, uh, one more thing I definitely wanted to mention, and that is uh, gerrymandering. My two big issues, I say, are kind of like corruption, money, and politics, and then the second one being gerrymandering. There is a case before the Supreme Court that could do wonders for increasing the quality of our democracy. Yeah, good luck with that one. I don't have that much faith. That, in, I don't uh, have that much faith in, in, in the Supreme in Court. I mean, I think it'll yeah. come down on him, and I don't think he's going to... Nah. I don't, I don't think that one's gonna. I I I have been shooting some uh, interviews for that for a documentary though. Hopefully, I'll be on Frontline or something. We interviewed Sarah Henderson and some of the other Common Cause people and Jason Carter. It's good stuff. So. Joey, you have any thoughts on that? The whole gerrymandering thing. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's a total. I mean, I would love to work on that issue. I think it's one of the worst aspects of so, how our democracy functions. Team Hillary, just in case everyone didn't know, because no, no, most other people didn't watch nine hours of the fucking DNC platform committee hearings last year. But uh, or no, it was, it was like thirty-seven hour, forty hours or some shit. But they shot down an amendment against gerrymandering. Team Hillary shot down as Team Sanders. I mean, they do just like it, the, the winner. Because they shot down, we want a gerrymandering back down in our favor. That's the on, damn problem. On receiving and corporate we wonder, money. We wonder, yeah, we wonder why we have no, like, credibility. 
I mean, I'm, I'm not familiar with that, but it if, happened. If, Nobody's if it familiar happened, with it, so just to be fair, like right. it's not I mean, like many the, people hold it against the party. Nobody knows about yeah, it. Yeah, it happened. I, clearly, I, I saw it happen. Clearly, I, that's the thing. Happened, these are the people who this, are really these, have, these people have control. They have control over the policy decisions. In the it seems I mean, like they're okay with the whole Democratic Party ship sinking as long as they're and remain know, in power. Yeah, as and long as they're in power, why it goes down? Yeah. I mean, you, know, I, you don't think that they think that the ends justify the means? I think that they don't. They really don't, don't believe. They drink the Kool Aid too much, and they don't believe that it can. It, it can happen. I think that they're they so committed said. to that other they don't issues what that they're sacrificing. Yeah, the ship's underwater. Yeah, they still don't are believe, denying they that it They don't believe that the they, ship is underwater. They're saying it's a Titanic. This is the ship that can't sink. They but say they're literally Russia, already, Russia, they're already, Russia. They got one end up in the Russia. air. Everyone's falling off of it, yeah. but they're still in the cabins. Everyone's saying, you know, yeah. Listening. They're still they're standing listen, on the listen, wall. Listen to the violins are playing. Yeah, that's the Democratic Party. Yeah, it's definitely. They got snorkels for the last couple inches, and they're like, no, what do you mean the ship can't sink, dude? No, hell no. This is the Democratic Party. You see how bad Trump is? And it's like, oh, like <laughs> you haven't heard about Ossoff since he lost, man. Where did he go? I mean, like I heard something about him the other. He talked shit about Trump the other day. Ooh, yeah. And this is one of my problems too. I'm okay. One day I feel kind of guilty, so I was, you know, knocking doors for Ossoff and shit. But like, I went to this one door one day, and this woman asked me, "So why do you support John Ossoff?" And like, I just blanked out. And like, number like I, you know, I got good work ethic for a socialist, <laughs> but like, so I usually I'm a damn good canvasser, and like, I'm always man. I converted people, and I don't need, I didn't even believe in the man, but. You know, like, I just blanked out, and I was just, she was just like, so why do you support him? And I was just like, uh, and then I just busted up laughing, because I couldn't really think of anything. And I was like, fuck, this looks real bad. But I couldn't help from laughing, because it was so funny. But that was, like, the problem distilled right there. <laughs> I was like, so many people, I just had to talk shit about Trump, and be like, well, how do you feel, do you, you know, you should vote for John Ossoff. Why? Like, well, how do you feel about Trump? If you support him, you probably shouldn't, should vote for Karen Handel if you don't. Like, even if you're a Republican, you know, you, uh... Can send a message to Donald Trump in Washington D.C. That was how we ran on, literally. Yeah, and that send was a message that to was, Donald Trump. That was it. That was, <laughs> that was the best he had. Uh, send the message to Donald Trump. And, like, and I guess we did. There was no <laughs> no specific yeah. policy. Like uh, I mean, Peter Angman well, is more specific on policy. <laughs> I'm going to ask this question again then, because I'm going to kind of focus it at Bridgemont. I'm going to focus it on Joey, with Bernie Sanders being the most popular politician in the United States isn't, I mean, who was essentially just a New Deal Democrat, uh, as far as I understand it, in a historical perspective, um, it's not really a socialist, a New Deal Democrat. Should that be a, a model that actually inspires the establishment to reach the public? I think it's too early to be deciding who's going to run 2020. I mean, I'm sorry. I just feel like, I mean... But not who's going to run, but like what kind, what's going right. to inspire? Overall strategy. I mean, yeah. I understand. Yeah, the strategy, yes. I mean, I think we could take a lot for Bernie. I don't think that, you know, yeah, it all can't be on him. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just it think, all can't I mean, be on him. I mean, it also, there are other people in the party that, that we can look to as possible contenders and people. Elizabeth that, Warren, Kamala right. Harris. I mean, Kamala is a, I don't, I, I don't think. She's Joey, a Californian she's senator. She's a junior right? senator. I mean, I mean, come on, let, let her get a damn first term in the Senate first before you run. That's the big money. Well, isn't that what Barack I mean, Obama did? 
I ain't uh-huh. just, yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna replicate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, that's what they want to do. So we, I, we could take a lot of lessons from the Bernie Sanders campaign, and, uh-huh. and people could run those kinds of campaigns in 2020, going into the primaries. We could run with more of his messages in 2018 too. We gotta but win I, I think more that that would on mean 2018. We, we like would be selling out, out on our ideas. We gotta win in state houses in, in order to. We gotta win. We gotta win state houses. What did he say? And I just I'd rather take that step back. Joey just said if. Democrats ran more Bernie-like, then they would be abandoning their ideals and taking a step back. Not completely abandoning, but but selling out to some degree to how? try and how to try and win out? over more voters. Selling out and what? How would you mean to sell out? How? Well, I mean, on, on, I guess, you on mean the, the, that we've the billionaires, the, the donors? The Democratic the Party's responsibility to represent Wall on Street. Healthcare, on criminal justice reform. Yeah, I mean, we're supposed to represent the pharmaceutical industry, the natural gas on, industry, on exactly what Wall we Street. Out to, yeah, I mean, on, like, on, we owe these our, corporate industries, like, the, the Democratic on, Party owes corporate America labor, for the last 10 we'll years, sell, we'll 20 years of labor Because we've been selling out labor a lot lately. I mean, we've been selling them out. And they really were the Democratic Party. They don't have that money. And nobody's been sold out harder than the labor and maybe black people by the Democratic Party. Don't oh, forget the red man. Pretty like, much everybody. Like, you can go down the list of like... Yeah, yeah like... Everybody's the been, disenfranchised I mean, people with immigrants, so environmental on, on issues I mean, like dude, regulating the, list, the money dude. supply on, on having a free and, and fair... Uh, by fair, I mean fair, not fair trade, but a fair free trade system, the, the global uh, trade system that we've done so much to set up in terms of uh, honoring our and you always act like Bernie wanted policy. to come in with a hammer and be like, "Oh, here's the whole." He certainly know, campaigned that way. I mean, so I, I, did Donald like, Trump. And guess yeah, look what? what he did. Guess what? That's, that's part of Donald Trump's strategy. You should have read Donald Trump's goddamn book before the election, and you would have seen that. Oh, well, Bernie right, Sanders but, is kind of doing the same notice, thing. But notice, though, in that some the argument and, uh, that you're this, making isn't that, that, that this is good policy. That going in and smashing up banks is good policy. You're saying hold it's on, good but, politics. Wait a minute, hold on. We, didn't, we were talking I about the banks. We were just talking about trade. Yeah, we were not talking about everything else. Yeah, break out the hammers. Fine, fine. We can we can just keep it on trade. He said that he wanted to radically alter trade, and that and that the reason that people were losing jobs is because of free trade. And I mean, so is this and the problem, Joe? Is this dem- the problem demonstrably that not this the, is the case. problem? This is the question I want us to leave with because Brian's packing up, so apparently we're going to be done soon. But uh, is this Democratic primary process, does it kind of weed out the people who can actually win against the Republicans in the general? I mean, I think that's I, what happened I with Hillary. Hold on. I think that's what happened with Hillary happen? last year. I think that's what happened with Awesome. I think Sally Harrow with the more progressive strategy, I think she would have done a little better. I think she would have had a chance at winning. Because she would have turned out more of the working class people. I mean, she had a Bernie-like platform up before qualifying time. But once all the big money came in and John Lewis came in supporting Ossoff, she knew and she pushed Ossoff to come up with a platform at all. Not just like a progressive platform, but a platform at all. Right. Before quali- And she agreed to not qualify. He did not have a platform. And that was, that. No, I, like, that's that happened, you know. That's, so. a, that's like a... He did not have a platform. No, and that's what happened. Sally, never, the only reason he came like out with a platform at all, at yeah. least early on, was... At all. And it was a real weak plan. It was basically like, I'm a Democrat. I support Planned Parenthood and Obamacare. <laughs> I mean, so... And fiscal responsibility. So just we'll, to, we'll see what happens it's in terms of the primary uh, process. I can just see him saying fiscal Mostly Democratic. So, I mean, whoever we get in He's 2020 is going to be that. Be <laughs> who it is that people support. But I hope that we rally around somebody who actually is I mean, sticking like, to is liberal this what, ideals. This is, see, this is what pisses me off. I swear, Joe, you're one of these people, man, these Vox-type people... Like you're smart. I, I love that you're, you're attacking smart. me as a I'm as attacking a Vox you as reader. you are the representative for Vox.com right here. I am 100% serious. Like you are people, you are correct. smart that is, people want to see themselves like. as rational. I think, and sometimes they get so caught up 
and and this idea of convincing themselves that they're very rational that they be, do things that I are but like I, I don't know that I see myself rational. as that rational because look the way you're talking is so com- I hope we rally around someone like that's not going to win in a ele- that's not going to win in 2018 it's not going to win in I'm not saying that should be a message I'm just saying I, I hope I'm, that's what happens but I mean that's not that's not like an attitude to take like what you know just cross your fingers and like no like I, mean, I think I think we need not sure to, you know like Keith Ellison said we need to run at a 3000 whatever the fuck county level and not from the top down. I mean, we need to really push people on the county commission, state Maybe Senate, he was DNC chair. Uh, state house. We this this is where we're going to get yeah, that's what this is where Republicans but we have, have to all have power. we have to have a message. Like the thing is, we also got to realize everyone wants to talk about everyone involved in politics and activism already wants to talk about all oh, local. Democrats level. have lost a thousand elections. Everyone wants to talk about local and state level and all that. <laughs> but at the same time, what really catches people's attention, what really everyone frames their whole political worldview in, is national politics, like it or not. And so we got to be able to come and frame our state and local politics in national politics, but I think. Because if we don't, over, we're not going to where people are. Like, in organize, some cases, people really care about what's going but you on. Can't but win elections, cases, you can't win elections in a Georgia if you don't have the, the campaign political infrastructure on the ground already. Well, obvi- because I think of both, people, both things are true. I agree. Do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're exclusive. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, but I understand what you're saying. Well, we got we to gotta, we gotta do it from both directions. But we really got to focus... On local, getting people. I mean, things, people but we got to knock on people's doors and talk, have these conversations with them, but also be able to relate, you know, ev- everything in a way that actually motivates people and actually gives them some hope. Because right now, the Democratic Party, it's, I mean, you, it's you, the you Titanic. You we, we got the Titanic half in the air. Honestly, you can't, you can't Vincent Ford quite often. Yeah. When you, 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 you go and oh, you're you're Vincent Ford? And you're not going to do, you're not going to do for him. I mean, they went to jail together. They're bros. explanation uh. as to why he's going to, uh, he's going to be a better man than anybody else. And I, and I bet you that you are able to get a number of people to put yard signs in their yard and commit the vote for him or have house parties because you are inspired by that person and you can point to specific things like there's a problem that they have and this is what he is going to do for your particular problem. So I think that it can be done on the on the local level. I mean, that's something that's something that desperately resonates with you. I mean, what you going to say? Let me th- okay, well, you ask somebody, what's your opinion on free trade or what's your opinion on yes. damn infrastructure, the potholes in your damn in front of your house? How you feel about the abandoned home next door? People can relate to that sooner than they can uh, a, the- a theocratic the issue. Time, that, you know, at the same time, I think America part of why I think Trump won, bringing it back to plutocracy. It always comes back to plutocracy, man. Like always, I mean, drop the mic. I, I think people I are getting. It. I think people are getting it. No, I think people are getting that our system is drain the swamp. The whole I, drain the Hillary swamp was Clinton idea. Rain, uh, raise far more money than Trump. Or are you saying just that people don't but trust the, the system? But the media money, therefore... the media money, dude. He got billions of dollars of like media coverage. That's sure, that's media. That's, that's part not... of the plutocracy. We talked about this like in the beginning of this. How is that not part? That that's how does all the how does CNN not part of our whole political money establishment? Tell because me how well, CNN is not part of the media. I what? see. I just, I just... You, you're just making a pretend wall there. That like yeah, they shape. I'm making that's, a wall there. They, they, but they have more. They have they more access to Americans' minds. They shape more. MSNBC but right now, the most watched, has Donald more Trump access to people's minds about politics. It's because he did something that the media realized was compelling and would boost their ratings. 
That, but I, at the I same just, time, it was all in pursuit of money. At the end of the day, what sure. was getting what it wanted? You're saying yeah. it wasn't MSN, it, it wasn't was CNN, it was dollars. It Dollar was. cash money was getting what it wanted. That's so plutocracy. When so cash money you, gets you what it wants, that we have out of our political system. Public? I think we need I'm some public media. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I love NPR, but dude, they sure. need to quit taking Walmart and natural gas money. But that's, and they, I mean, we, we could have real, I mean, PBS, NPR, dude, like that's. I mean, that, I think that's, I think that's it'd be nice why if, I feel yeah, like I have more money I'm, going. I'm to somewhat that's, informed that's about the world. That's actually getting informed. You're not being, people watch CNN to be in, and NPR is getting a little. You watch NPR to be informed. Still, like, you're yeah, like, you actually get you know, informed. You're not watching it for the thrills. <laughs> you know, I listen to NPR One. You guys have that app? It's at NPR One. Yeah, get it, dude. It's so good. Oh yeah, I dude. It's so good. It's like all I listen to. And then they focus on like you watch you watch CNN. They talk about three fucking stories. It's gonna be Trump and Russia. so it's so much going on. In the world, and they focus on yeah, so little yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Back yeah. to commercials. And it is, yeah. It's like, but then, what, but then what do you do about the fact that people are choosing poor news programs as a way of informing themselves? I mean, you only have a small choice, and basically, so you know, people are so siloized. Whatever happened to journalistic point, integrity and it's responsibility? Like if you're a rep- at this what point, what happened to that? What to journalistic integrity? Whatever happened? Ratings. I mean, yeah, that's what happened. Ad revenue. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, that's exactly what happened to it, and it's like. And everyone's got no attention span now because of Twitter, so we got to follow Twitter. Put Twitter on the CNN. But those Ryan, things just don't here? sound well, like guys, the thing is, it comes down to like even when, I, when I'm knocking on doors for Vincent, you know, like what what like what what I talk what. There's 15 people in the race. Everybody's talking about affordable housing. Everybody really cares a lot about housing and crime, and so everyone's ta- got like everyone sounds like Vincent Fort nowadays. So how do I distinguish him? I say like, well, look at. You know, I'm out here grassroots, not getting paid. We got volunteers out here supporting him. This is why Vincent Ford's going to win. He's getting small dollar campaign. He's not taking these, you know, random thousands of dollars donations from, you know, whoever the hell these donors Rich, are who are going to oh, expect something we, when yeah, these people get back in back office. And debate the mayor's race. That's the that's, problem. Like that's what that's why Ford's going to be different on a, like affordable housing or whatever, whatever you care mm-hmm. about. He's actually going to look out for you because he's actually going to, you know, one he talks to the people. He's on the ground. Grassroots is what's going to get him elected. Small dollar donations, not these. You know, developers dropping a bunch of money on him. You know, not the Chamber of Commerce. It's it's going to be the grassroots people on the ground. You know, fighting for their homes. You know, like like Tanya Washington, one of our other fucking our Revolution Georgia candidates. Man, I'm telling you, dude. All right, we're going to debate the mayor's race next time, I guess. The State of the Union is... The State of the Union is uh, plutocracy. <laughs> Full-blown plutocracy. America, you have plutocracy. An entertainer. Not just a true plutocrat. Plutocrat. Uh, yeah, the whole reality show. Going Although with all his Goldman Sachs buddies, it's looking very plutocratic. The state of the How are we going to get ratings? The State of the Union is... is that talk about Moochie's... I got a great idea. We're gonna ban Chinese at 4 a.m. This is gonna be this is gonna be published for days. We're gonna distract the whole healthcare thing with a ram that bitch through. Full blown photocracy, America. You have full blown photocracy. Full blown photocracy. Investigate Obama. He was really born in Kenya. Over what? Emails and collusion with the Russian or something. <laughs>